need to provide for one fucking kid, you fucking idiot. Well, now I'm get, beginning to see why he left. Fucking right in the pussy! And there's a guy, Tom, you're gonna love this name. His name is, um, he calls himself Turd Flinging Monkey. I thought you'd appreciate that. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one, right? I do like it. <laughs> He's got a lot of videos. The emotional thinking just is too strong. That's why women shouldn't vote. They're just children. Alright, and welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. I'm your host, Turd Flinging Monkey. Join, of course, with uh, by feeding the cat and DDJ. Hey guys, good evening, everybody. Yeah, I'm playing. Uh, I decided to go retro today, so I'm playing Donkey Kong Country on Super NES. So we get to enjoy some classic Super NES action, because all this talk of the uh, the Super NES Classic and the return of all these retro consoles. Figured, hey, why the hell not? Sweet. Nice. It looks like shit, but you know. What? This is it's a <laughs> it's, first of it's all because there's a monkey in it. It's a sixteen bit <laughs> game. It's a yeah. sixteen bit game. It shows. Yeah. This is, this is a classic. This is like my childhood. <laughs> this is like literally my childhood. <laughs> Just jumping on alligators' heads. Right. Collecting bananas. Well there he is. The hat on. Yep. So how's everyone been? This it been interesting? Uh, not too much. It's been, yeah. it's been a pretty peaceful week. Yeah, I can't complain. You know, this week has gone through so fast. It so has. So fast. Like, it just feels like only a few hours ago I was watching the 420 show, chilling out. I know. Like, this is starting to get out of control just it's like man like i haven't really even made an original video this week i was going to make a response to that um adam ruins everything video about alpha males but then i saw that no bullshit already did a oh. video like his video is okay i would have made some more points than he did but i'm, I'm really kind of kicking around is it worth um is it worth going through all that trouble when he basically did you know, 95% of what I would have said. Is it worth making another video just to say 5%? But then there's this no, other there's uh, there's other person. There's a, been a bunch of anti-MGTOW videos lately. And one of them is from someone I'm going to call Discount Shoe on Head. She, <laughs> she, 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 she made this 40-minute anti-MGTOW video. And it's so fucking boring. And it's like shit that I've already talked about. So it's like, uh, <laughs> I just, I don't you know. Make a, make a video. Definitely make a video. Uh, well, but, you know, but then it's like, I don't want to reward these people. Because that, you could yeah, tell, sure. you could tell that basically she's trying way too hard to be shoe on head. Like if I were, if I were shoe on head, I would have like, I'd hire her to like go to conventions for me. When I didn't feel like it, because she's she's basically you ever see those like horror movies about the the roommate that moves in and starts acting like you and trying to take over your life. 
Oh yes. yeah, I think I've seen yeah. a few. That's films about that's that. what she that's what she reminds me of. Cuz I'm telling you if you watch this video, she's desperately trying to be shoe on head like to a creepy level. Like if I were armored skeptic, I would be seriously worried about like waking up one day. Like you know, you, you come to bed after taking a shower. You know, you start cuddling with your girlfriend, and then all of a sudden, your girlfriend comes out of the bathroom, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, then there's like this other woman who's like pretending to take over your girlfriend's life. That's that. You know, that's basically what I see happening in the future. Oh, bad. I don't know. Yeah, no good things. Or maybe you know, maybe it'll be turn into something crazy who knows i don't know but that's Sweet. apparently the video people want me to respond to from discount shoe on head so what, people have been like emailing you the video or something. yeah yeah like, yeah like 10 people have yeah 10 people have emailed me the link okay so yeah i guess i'll make Sweet. a response video <clears throat> next week right. when i feel like should it we, should we get on with our first guest um, unless uh, anyone has something they want to talk about, I'm I'm good. I'm ready to move on. If you guys are, yeah, let's do it. There we go. All right. So, <clears throat> our first guest is uh, Bass on the Fly, and he says, "Just giving them okay live roll." Anyway, he says. I was a stay-at-home dad since 2009, and she took off while I was fishing last year with my kids. She gave me back the kids and was out of touch for two months before I filed for custody and support. I own my own home and never married her, so I still have my house. Smart man. Anyway, my youngest just turned four, so I have at least 14 more years to deal with my ex, idiot. And I am in school to become a para paralegal so I can fight her all day. Now, oh, well, boy. Any advice? <clears throat> oh, right. Okay. I bring him down now. Hey, that's on. Ten seconds, cat. Bass <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> on the fly, are you there? I don't know. Can you hear me? Hey, dude. No. Um, don't forget to mute your Twitch because I remember you saying you wanted to watch it on. Um, yeah, just hit the mute that, button. So, so, yeah. Let us know when you're done. Yeah. There's a little button in the lower left. <laughs> Are you with us? Yeah, I heard him a second ago. All right, I, I closed it up. Okay. Yeah, that works too. That's probably better. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna tell you how to live your life, though. All right. So uh, yeah, what's going on? Uh, nothing. Nothing just much. How are you doing? Playing some Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so yeah, where where would uh, where should I begin? Uh, I'm still going through stuff. Are, are you we drunk? Have, uh, uh no 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 i had i did have a drink but no i'm not drunk okay i'll take your word for it <laughs> so so how many children do you have 
I have three girls. Okay. And you never married her? You just kept having kids with her? Um, yeah, stuff just happens, and then uh, she would constantly, uh, I would catch her in little lies and stupid things, and, uh, uh. and just, yeah, and the uh, one kid was on the pill, another kid was uh, condoms, and uh, yeah, stuff happened. Oh, you know? so she, so every time you threatened to break up with her, she'd get pregnant to keep you around? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. And you, and, uh, you took you three times to learn your lesson? Uh, well, I stayed for my kids, you know? I, I just well, yeah. wanted to be around for the kids. Yeah, that's how it works. They know they know you will, which is why they do it. That's the whole reason they pull that. Can I just back. quickly interject with a question? It's from Dan Danger Zero. Question for the guests. Did you get a DNA test? Um... I haven't yet. My lawyer recommended I, I do, but the, I, I signed the birth certificates, so it's not really going to do much. And if if they all look just like me, you know what I mean? I have pictures of me in there. That's what uh, she said. Yeah, and uh, and but my lawyer is trying to get me to do it too. And but then I, I'm scared to like. Even if I find out, I wouldn't want to know, and I would still want to be in their life, but then that's going to make me lose all rights to any of the kids that aren't mine, you know? And uh, so I'm just, uh, yeah, right now. Bat, I'm, Bat, what are the age ranges of the children? Like, how old's the oldest one and how old's the youngest one? My oldest is nine, my youngest is just turned four. And how long were you with the mother? For. Uh, 10 years okay and you had the house before you got together no I uh, bought the house while we were together okay um and did, I mean you're a stay-at-home father I mean did you did you buy the use the money separately or was it with her money as well or how'd that work I uh, know it was my money is uh, when we first met i had a decent job and i got hurt and then um i got a little money from workman's comp and i took the money and then i bought the house okay and how long have you been separated from her um 10 months now coming up on 10 months okay now if i understand correctly cat had said um that when you separated you have the children and she disappeared for two months she didn't so much disappear as she's just like uh i would try to get her to to take them and uh do like a timeshare thing and try to get because we're in florida and it's like uh i tried to get her to do a parenting plan and everything but she didn't want to do it because she knew that she would have to pay me child support because that's like in tied in with the parenting plan you know what i mean and uh right so she was refusing to do it and then she just wouldn't take the kids and she was she was uh she's younger than me too i i'm uh i'm 44 and she's she was 29 she just turned 30 and so she was kind of trying to 
I, I used to joke around. They're like, yeah, I still get 20s. Ha, 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 ha. Because I met her. I was 33 when I met her, and she was 19. And then, uh, yeah, so I think she was just kind of out partying and doing her own thing and having a good time. And now, uh, yeah, she didn't. Not until I filed with the courts did she start taking the kids again, you know? Right, right. Now, um, you, you guys, Florida is not a community property state. Is that correct? Uh, no, I, I'm good. From what my lawyer tells me, she she can't touch my house. We weren't married, and uh, I'm good on that. And now I think okay. she's. I think she's trying to... Uh, I think she's going to try to get permission from the judge to try to move back because we're from Massachusetts and I think she wants to move back there because she's seeing a guy now and that's where he lives and that's where we're from, you know, and she it's like one of her ex-boyfriends or whatever. And now uh, she's uh, she's still playing games. I'm, I'm trying to get her to settle and finish this all off and just move you on know, you, you know you, you know you don't need her to do that right yeah because i've heard so many stories about guys who uh basically they can't move if they ever move away basically they're never going to see their kids again so yeah. if you get if you have custody and she wants to move back she can fucking move back you're under no obligation to like work with her she can do whatever the fuck she wants as long as you get custody of your kids no, I just want to finalize the parenting plan because she she's trying to take it to trial for some reason. You know what I mean? She's trying to take it to trial because she's trying to increase your cost of litigation. Frankly, what you should be thinking about doing is is are you you have children in school? Is that correct? Um. Yep. Yep. We have. What it is is I have a free lawyer because I was a stay-at-home dad and didn't have no income. And she's paying for the lawyer, so I got a I got a lawyer through the county from like some program down here, and I have one for free. And she's paying out her ass for a lawyer, so that's, that's pretty why. impressive. I've never seen a, a guy get a free attorney like this before. I'm oh, we cut out with a criminal. It's the whole the whole lawyer's office that has me. They're all women there, and they're all they've all been great with me. You know, they they help me out a lot. You know. Right. Well, I guess the, the, when you say you got a free lawyer, did you get one? What was the organization that, that provided the attorney to for you? Um, I don't know if I if I let that go, I might be getting too close. I might yeah. Be don't dox yourself. Don't, 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 yeah, <laughs> don't dox yourself. But I'm saying, but but it sounds like it's like some kind of charitable organization. Is that is that fair enough? Yeah, it's like the county's legal aid society, pretty much. And that's what okay. they specialize in. And it's mostly women. Every time I go in there, I'm the only guy in there. And they right. all know me by name because I'm the only guy. And are you getting child support now? Yeah, I'm getting child support now. Okay. So do you have a temporary parenting plan in place? Yes, we do. We have a temporary parenting plan. Okay. Okay, so it sounds like you're in a pretty good situation. The thing that I would probably do when it comes to your situation is um, don't give a shit about her anymore. I mean, look, if she's going to be a part of your children's live, lives, she's going to do that. That's that's you know that's not you. The thing that I would make sure that that I would do in your situation is I would make sure that I would go out of my way to ensure she has the opportunity to see the children. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't cuck for her. I wouldn't provide her transportation. I wouldn't 
um, you know, do any of those those above and beyond types of things. I would make sure that if she wants to go out of her way to do it, then that would be great. Because it sounds like she doesn't want custody of the kids. Um, she, I think she does sometimes, and then I think she don't sometimes. And she's listening to her mom. She, like, her mom moved her down here to help her move up, move her out while I was fishing, you know. And they, uh, and her mom abandoned her when she was two years old, and now she's always had mommy issues since then. And now she's like listening to the vice from her mom and she's even even ignoring the advice from her lawyer because we had a motion hearing a couple weeks ago and even her lawyer said some of the stuff she, her demands are like ridiculous you know what i mean like she right now we have a this crazy parenting plan where it's a pain in the ass and it, it's like a two two three schedule and nothing's nothing steady it changes every week you know so it makes it hard for me to even do things and schedule things because well, what they're trying to do is is that's a that's that 50 50 shared parenting yeah 50 50 yeah yeah and so they're doing that because what they're trying to do and this is i mean this has been a an ongoing issue on the national stage where they're talking about 50 50 parenting and basically the idea is, is that if, if you have shared parenting your child support's minimized the thing that i would say is is that and and the thing that i would focus on the trial and of course your attorney can you know um make the final decision there but the thing that i would say is is that if she's not seeing the children consistently um then you need to figure out what she's actually doing like if she's seeing the kids only half the time she said she's going to or if she's not seeing them at all or if she's refusing them all those things need to come up to the trial court when it comes time to have trial and, they, and those things need to be documented um because that's that's where it's going to get you more residential time and the other thing that i would say is is it, it sounds like you're having um because of the disability that you got through l and i uh it sounds like that there's not a lot in the way of of money problems or, or i should say money for for medical insurance is is that fa a fair assessment um yeah yeah and uh i'm doing all right now because now that she left i qualify for a lot of uh aid right. through the government and everything i'm even going to school for free you know and uh all that and she she was being uh she once she got a lawyer her whole whole outlook on everything changed that's when she started keeping up with the schedule you know and then even then she still takes days off and goes on vacations to see her boyfriend and will disappear and then then she'll cry to tell everybody oh he's keeping me away from the kids and this and, and when i'm trying and i have it all documented in text i've been logging everything since day one because i have a couple buddies going through a lot of similar stuff and they told me to log everything and that's pretty much what i do and yeah uh, it's not what you know it's what you can prove but i would not only log it but if you have the ability to take like uh uh, phone camera photos and things like that take those and save those as well and don't just save them on your phone save them on like a Dropbox or Google Drive or something like that that you can like upload them to the cloud that way You know if something ever comes up you can be like yeah This is the photo I took on this day and this person didn't show up and here you go um, that helps provide you with a little bit of um, More evidence than just your own personal log the other thing that I would say is is that um, Are the children in any kind of counseling or anything? 
Nah, they're not in any consulate right now. They're actually, they're pretty good. They're pretty, uh, at first they were really confused and it, it made it really hard, you know, but now they're pretty good. They do real good in school and everything. And, uh, and, and sometimes they tell me that she doesn't even cook them dinner no more or give them baths. And it's, and that's what you need the counselor for. Yeah, it's it's their grandmother doing a lot of the stuff now. You know what I mean? It's like the, right. she replaced me half the time with the grandmother, and and like she's just like, yeah, she's just trying to like you said, she's trying to get out of paying the full support. You know, and uh, yeah. Well, what I would encourage you to do is get the children in counseling. And what I would tell the counselor is, is that you guys were together for, you know, nine or 10 years or however long it was, and you're going through separation and you just want to help the children out with the transition and give them somebody to talk to. Now, that'll make you look good in the court. You don't need her permission to do it. I wouldn't tell anybody except your attorney. And I would only tell your attorney after you started doing it once a week, once every other week, that kind of thing. And, you know, let the, and let the counselor know, yeah, everything seems to be fine dah, 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 and move on. Now, the reason that you want to do that is because most of the time what will end up happening is, is that if it's your opinion versus her opinion, it's going to be a he said, she said situation. You want to craft your case in a way that you don't need to be a witness. Does that make sense? Okay, yep, I understand. Yeah. Okay, now the counselor is an expert witness. That's what they call them. They can give expert expert testimony, so they can give opinion testimony in addition to factual testimony. So the advantage of having that counselor there is that they serve two functions. And you want to make sure that, you know, obviously most counselors are women, so you want to make sure you softball them and that you never badmouth um, the mom in front of the children or within earshot of the children, because they'll tell the counselor that too. Um, you know, but once they see the situation for what it really is, try to make sure that your your counselor, if you can, is not somebody who's like a super hardcore, you know, feminist type, um, if you can help it. I mean, it sounds like you've got a lot of feminists around you anyway. I would be very careful with that. Um, and then the other question is, is that you've been with her for a while. Does she have any, like, a history of mental health issues or anything like that? Um, right now, like before she left she went on pro she described prozac and xanax and she's always had like depression and all that and after every one of our kids she went through postpartum real bad really really bad yeah that's pretty common um i would definitely make sure that gets documented before the judge and before the court especially the the idea that that the children are telling you that um you know, grandma is actually doing the parental duties that, and mom is not actually doing that. I think that those things are important. The only concern that I have with that is, is that the court might try to assign like a, a guardian at litem or a parenting investigator, and they may try to get you to pay for that. Um, and depending on the guardian at litem, it could create more problems than what it solves because a lot of guardian at litems are man haters. So, um, but you know, be real careful. Talk to your attorney about that. There might be some free options that are available given given your low income status. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it sounds like you're doing you know just about everything right so far. But if she wants a trial, there's something there's something she's trying to bring out. So what is it? I mean, what is she trying to say about you, whether or not it's true or not? What, uh, well, she she claims that I was emotionally abusive and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas uh, yeah. you treated her like an adult, and she wasn't mentally competent enough to handle it. That's all that's code for. Exactly. And she she I would get frustrated, and I would get pissed off. You know what I mean? And I would uh, yeah, I would, and uh, 
I was never, I never laid a hand on her. I've never even, the, the courts even asked her, is, has he ever hit you? Are the kids in any danger and this and that? And she always said, no, no, you know? And uh, so it just. Is her mental health issues well documented? Um, I, I'm not even sure she doesn't even let me. She, she tells me that she's seeing a counselor now, but I don't know anything about it, you know what I mean? And she won't, she, she basically, if I ask her anything, she hangs up on me. And How, well, like you shouldn't be, yeah, number one, you shouldn't be talking to her. Um, you know, talk to her about the parenting issues only. Don't talk to her about any other things. If you could talk to her by email, that's probably better than talking on the phone. Because the problem with talking with her on the phone is you don't know who's listening on the other side. You don't know what she's saying. She can, uh, you know, cut the recording and edit the recording and make you sound like you said something you didn't, you know. And by the time the court figures it out, the case is a huge mess. And trust me, this shit happens. I know it sounds far-fetched, but it it happens a lot. Um, But, you know, you can have your attorney file a subpoena to the family doctors that she went to go see when she was pregnant and after the pregnant after the the birth and the family doctor will be able to tell you what her history was in addition to that you can have the attorney do discovery and send out in her interrogatories and get the history that way as well because the advantage is is that you have that information in hand you can go to her and you can be like look i'm going to bring up to the court that you're a crazy bitch I've done the discovery and I've done the, the, the legal um, subpoenas to the doctor, to the medical professionals. So I know you're batshit crazy. And this is something that we need to really, really focus on. Um, and that's going to help you out. The other thing, too, is she has to tell you who she's seen for a counselor. She has to, I mean, with interrogatories, you can have the attorney set them up so that she has to tell you what medication she's on, uh, how many times she's had mental health issues. And then more importantly, um, you should be able to get into her history of what kind of issues she had before she met you. The advantage of this is that you can dig into her entire history and any issues that have come up in the past or that she's talked about. You can bring all of that shit up. Yeah, she, she's even like admitted to me, like told me that how she was like drugged and raped when she before she met me, and, and like she never told me any of this until after we split up, and then she went on, started confessing all types of stuff to me, and like, uh, and then telling me this stuff that she's never even told me about before. That's even worse, you know. And then it, it's there's a lot of stuff involved with that. Well, yeah, she had you cucked, and I'm just gonna go out on a limb here and say that her mom was a single mom. Is that is that a fair assessment? <laughs> uh, no, her, her mom and her dad were were married, but then she ended up she like messing around on her dad and left her dad for some other guy, and pretty much gave him full custody of her as long as she could keep the car. And then she went and married some other guy and had two more kids with him. And then ended up leaving when they were like three and four years old and then abandoned them also. Well, you know, thought lives matter. <laughs> and, and, and now she's living with the same woman and taking advice from her and everything. And I think the, the well, hosts stick together. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's uh, This I, is real common. It's, it's single mom as a hoe and single mom or i should say single grandma is a hoe and single grandma teaches her daughter to be a hoe it's a, it's a multi-generational cycle of being a hoe it, it's sad it really is sad um you know and the problem is that you know 
your your girls you have three girls they're going to be subjected to this crap too so you know i would i would definitely talk about this with with the counselor once the counselor starts to, you know uncovering a lot of this stuff let the counselor come to come to the conclusion first before you say anything about it because what ends up happening is, is that um if you push too hard on the counselor the counselor will turn on you and then the counselor will think that oh well you're trying to cover something up or you know you hate women or you know whatever the whatever the bullshit of the day story is and you don't want the counselor to go on a crusade um but that's crazy so let me ask you um did she admit to cheating on you uh, she claims that she was ne I caught her cheating on me back in like 2011 and I kicked her out of the house and uh, she uh, I I had my daughter and my it, we only had one one at the one at that point and my daughter was crying weird mom ago and I, I felt bad and horrible and I I tried to work things out and let her come back and and even after all this, she tried coming back a couple times, but I wouldn't let her because I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't trust her. I was just, I, I was done. I was scared to let her back. And instead of taking half my crap, she's going to take all of it or uh, lie and make something up. And uh, I hear all the stories about people saying that they lie and say that I hit her or something like that, you know, and just get me kicked out of my own house. And I would have been homeless living in my car or something, you know, and, uh, Oh yeah. Uh, we had a, we had a guest on, um, God, it was a while ago where the guy, the woman was violent with the guy and the guy was like trying, he, he was, he, he, he wasn't cucked or at least he was trying not to be cucked, but he was in love with the woman. He got a DV order against her. She got a DV order against him. The court gave her two weeks to try to come up with an actual DV allegation. She set him up, and then I think she didn't she run him over with a car. Is that yeah, yeah, she it's fucking retarded. So yeah, they basically <laughs> the the feminist judge knew that there was nothing there, but she decided to give her and her lawyer two weeks to to make something up. And so she set him up, like said that she wanted to meet him at a park to be a family again and everything, and then used that meeting to file kidnapping charges and attempted rape and like ran his foot over with her car. It's fucking stupid. And of course, and like, he ended up going to prison. Yeah, he went to prison. They ended up, well, the problem with that is so bad. So. She ended up uh, getting her their son to lie about being molested, saying that like he touched his penis for a second, which is, is so dumb. Like, oh, he, he touched my penis for a second. That's the most they can get out of a kid after however much coaching they gave him. But they convinced him that based on that, to plead guilty and do eight years in prison. And so, uh, like, that's, that's yeah, that's the shit he found himself in. But so. he, he, they had him backed into a corner. But the, yeah, I mean, so when it comes to this, this, this woman you're dealing with here, you have to understand that if she's going to lie to you about her loyalty, she's going to lie to you about everything. I mean, you, I mean, it was very clear to me that she had cheated on you. And it was very clear to me that, that, uh, you know, she probably had this planned out. And like I tell people, you know, told other people before, is that if you're in a situation where she leaves and then eventually she wants to come back, it's because she wants to set you up and she didn't do it right the first time. Yeah. So uh, see, what happened was I, I she was seeing a dude from work 
and I, I even like had pictures of saw pictures of from Facebook from like Christmas parties and stuff and she would always be sitting next to him and stuff like that and then a few days after she leaves she's dating the dude you know what I mean and then like I, I had words with him and told him what was going on and this and that and then he ended up breaking up with her like two weeks after she left and that's when she's trying to work things out with me again and then I was oh you salt of the earth yeah I, I pretty much uh, oh yeah 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 I, you I salt of the earth that. around her Oh yeah, and I've been doing it since, and I don't. Uh, um, yeah, she. Uh, I want to smash her in the freaking head with a with oh. hammer, but uh, wow. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, so I've got a couple of questions from the chat that want to jump in on this. That we're going to chime in. Uh, the first one I'm going to ask actually is uh, from Mark's year 2008, um, and it's for DDJ and uh, uh, it reads, remind, ask DDJ how fucked this guy would be if he had gotten married. So, do you want to, you know, rattle off the uh, scenario for him, DDJ, if he was yeah, married? Yeah, so if this if this had been a situation where there was a marriage, uh, you know, scenario, she would have been entitled to live in the family home. Um and obviously it would have put you in a far worse position than you're in right now and once once she got a hold of the family home then she could justify keeping custody of the kids and and screwing you like a lot of guys do and then if you fought over it that's when the false allegations would come up see the challenge is is that where she's fucked herself is, is that she's already told the judge that you have never um you've never like assaulted her or you've never abused her or anything like that because she's already said that if she goes and says something else that's going to be a problem now when you went before the judge were you actually in the hearing um i just went before the judge once and that was just a motion here a couple right. of weeks ago because they, they were trying to get at like my uh disability because because i'm on appeal with disability or whatever now and i have a hearing coming up on that but when she left she said to me one of the reasons why i left is because you never put my name on the house and never married me right. and i'm like yeah and this is why i said because <laughs> i'd be fucked right now i'd be living in my car right so she's pissed off because she couldn't tie you down because she wanted your money that's what it was and, yeah, and she admitted it. i want to make sure that everybody listening or, or watching right now understands that's what the thing was yeah don't don't marry these hoes these hoes ain't loyal i'm 44 never been married and never will be <laughs> i still right. have my house and uh, yeah. um, uh all right yeah. what's the next question but there cat next question is from rex eater 2015 and he says uh, for the guest, if the DNA test revealed they weren't your kids, would you, even if the family court system gave you the right to withdraw your parentage, continue to raise these girls? Also, uh, yeah, I yeah. love them. I love them. They're all, they're okay. my girls. Yeah. You, so, okay. why would you why would you want to raise someone else's kids just because you get like a bond with them? Uh, yeah, I was there. I was there when all of them were born, and uh, I I don't doubt that I don't doubt that they're mine. Uh, they're they're all mine. They all spitting image of me. You know what I mean? And, uh, okay. Just uh, yeah, but but I my lawyer is wanting to do the DNA test to 
like kind of stretch it out and do the motions and run her up and prolong the trial and oh, all this, God. you know what I mean? And trying to like a strategic move, wow. I guess. You yeah. know? It's called a strategic yeah. move in order for them to get more money. Yeah, yeah, that's real. <laughs> honestly, now if your your lawyer's but free, my lawyer's free. Well, the, but to screw her, you know. Make but this her is th this is what kind of pisses me off about this situation. So just in this one case, like you're the definitely the exception. You have the free lawyer for whatever reason. Generally, the woman has the free lawyer, and it's her lawyer saying, "Oh yeah, you know what you need to do is just start filing stupid motions, just to drag him out and make him spend more money." So just like, yeah, it makes sense from your perspective, but yeah, this is what like, basically you're benefiting from a strategy that women use all the fucking time, because usually they're the ones with no income, or they get like some kind of feminist uh, charity or NGO to give them free lawyers or free legal advice because they have vaginas. And, and that's basically what I've been doing. I've been taking advantage of all the stuff that women have been taking advantage of. Well, here's the thing: if the if if she really wants to fuck this chick over, and 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 help you out, Frank. So here's what I would do. I mean, this is just this is just me, and and you know, I there was a question at one point of whether or not one of my children was actually mine. But like you, I I bonded with my kids, um, you know, and I and there were in later on, I I I mean, there were incontrovertible evidence that the children the child was mine, the one I was concerned about. Um, but the thing is, is that, um, I would tell the attorney not to, because you, your youngest child is four. Most paternity laws in most states say that if you acknowledge the child for the first two or three years, after that, it's yours no matter what. And because you signed the birth certificate, the, it's an uphill battle for you to prove the child isn't yours. So the, the problem that you have is, is that if you if you do the paternity test and you say i'm concerned the child isn't mine and you tell the judge that that could jeopardize your custody yeah uh, exactly and it would make my child support go down too and uh well you might not end up getting it and what i'm saying is you it's children and and you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you could lose the children at all at this stage especially if you're pretty i mean if you're 100 percent convinced that they're yours i would definitely get the paternity test but i'd wait until they were 18. because the, the reality is is that even if the children aren't yours the court's still going to impute them to you and you're still going to end up having to pay support for them there's been some federal court cases about it there's been some multiple states have litigated this i mean it, it ends up being a huge problem um but if she really if, if the attorney really wants to fuck over your ex then the attorney needs to start doing discovery she needs to start issuing subpoenas to her doctors she needs to do interrogatories and request documents from her doctors um you know figure out because you were with her so you know what doctor she went to for the for the pregnancy and and for you know the family doctor that she goes and sees um I would I would issue all those people subpoenas and and issue discovery to her and get her to disclose all this stuff and then once you had all that information in hand request submissions and denials once that's done then sit her down and across the table direct negotiation and be like look you're crazy you've got mental health problems you've got other issues um, you know you've got infidelity issues you were seeing this guy while we were together i don't necessarily care about that because i know you're a hoe so it is what it is 
but because you got the mental health problems, if you want to really fight me on this, we're going to bring this up and I'm going to go for supervised visits because you've got mental health issues. And that's what I, and that would be the stick that I would use to beat her over the head with and be like, look, we can go to trial and we can, and we can push for supervised visits or you could just shut the fuck up, roll over and play dead. And we can move along our merry way. You go back to Massachusetts and do whatever. I'll stay here in Florida with my house and, and my education. And then there it is. But that's that would be the deal that I would give her. And I would make sure my attorney was in a situation where you can get the discovery done. Family law cases, the discovery isn't done. But you might find out some shit in doing the discovery that you may have never known. I found that my ex for an ex-wife when i did discovery she ended up getting like thirty thousand dollars from people that she never disclosed to anybody and so all of a sudden i started talking about imputing that to her as income and everybody lost their goddamn mind so and you can do that so you know and that's the other thing you need to think about too if she's living with her mom right have the mom's income included in the child support calculation and her mom's on disability. She in the financial affidavit, she claims that she's paying all the rent and this and that, you know. And right, uh, but if she's not, and if the mom is paying the rent and the mom is paying the bills, you've got her on perjury. So now you got a crazy lie and you can prove it. That's the best part. So now all of a sudden nothing she says is credible. You just gotta bring all that up to the court and then I mean, because you've got her on the ropes right now. And I don't know if you realize that or not, but if your attorney pulls her head out of her ass you have her on the ropes and there's nothing she can do. The reason I bring this up is because this is an easy way for you to make sure that she is never an issue in your in your life again without creating unnecessary drama. I don't know if you saw the documentary Divorce Corp, but a lot, I mean, this is, the divorce is an industry and a lot of people try to fuck these cases up to make it harder than they are. But frankly, if you push on the, on the paternity lever so to speak you're going to end up creating more problems for yourself than anybody else and that's that's no good so i would just say you know focus on the discovery focus on getting subpoenas done focus on getting the interrogatories done requests for admissions and denials and find out because i'll tell you what i'm a big fan of where there's one there is three um am i cutting out for anybody uh um, cut out a couple times. yeah it's um, a dis- discord sucks i mean what are you going to do Okay, I just want to make sure. On I the discovery, she already did. My lawyer already did a discovery, but it was mostly it was just financial stuff. You know what I mean? I would do it. I would do it for everything: medical history, criminal history. I would do everything, everything, okay. all of it. I would. I would. You take the shotgun approach. You walk into a small room with a double barrel shotgun and you spray the entire room and you figure out what's left standing when you're done. Because you're going to find out where there's one, there's three. And this is what I was saying is, is that um, where, if you know of one lie, there are three lies you do not know about. If she's admitted to, to being friendly with a guy, she's cheating on him. So liars, what they do is, is they do a fighting retreat where instead of just telling you the truth, what they end up doing is, is, oh, yeah, well, I kissed him, but I didn't fuck him. You know, and the reality is she ran a train on him and his four friends. You know, you know it's that kind of shit. So it's always worse than what what she ever what she admits. She was fr- she was friends with my neighbor, and my neighbor has told me that uh, one time she went to go visit her parents in Mass with the kids, and she met up with her ex boyfriend. So that's like a third guy that I know of that she's. I guarantee you that if you, me, you know? yeah, I and guarantee I just you keep coming that, out more stuff, you know, yeah. And, uh, 
And I guarantee you that if you know of three guys, she's fucked nine. I, I guarantee it. You know, but but I wouldn't worry about the, the infidelity isn't the issue. I mean, you know, she's a hoe. You're, you're separated with her for a reason, but you want to be able to push out the dishonesty and show that she's been dishonest in her finances. Because you think when she put her when, so for people who don't understand, when you tell the court that you're paying rent or that you're paying bills or whatever those things, when you when you make those kind of statements in writing, you do them under penalty of perjury. And which means that you're you're certifying to the court that what you're saying is honest. So if you do discovery on on the household bills, on her income, you could probably look at her bank statements and see if she's got any um, statements for rent where she's paying the rent, right? Because she's she says she's paying the rent, for example, and um, she's admitted to me before all the before all the court that her mom is splitting the rent, and then when she did the financial affidavit, claim that she's paying all the rent. Right, but you said that you said her attorney did discovery, right? No, it's yeah, not. No, no, it's not. Here, here's the thing. Yeah, there, yeah, that's going to be my comment for the night. Ex-communist. Here's the thing. So, when you're when she did the financial disclosure or the financial um, discovery, there should be bank statements. Is that correct? Um, I think so. I'm not sure the lawyer handled all that. I didn't see any. I, there should never be a situation where you don't know your case. That's that's number one, especially if you're going to school to be a paralegal. You should know your case better than anybody, whether you're whether you're going to be a paralegal or not. You need to find out, look at the bank statements. You need to have any document that your attorney has, any email that your attorney has, any any letters of communication that your attorney has between uh, the attorney in the court, the attorney and the other attorney, or her directly in the attorney. You need to have copies of that in your possession. So be aware of that because if something happens and the attorney turns on you at the last minute, you want to know what the situation is. But going back okay. to the financial piece, if the attorney has done financial discovery, you could look at the bank statements and see if there was any bank uh, withdrawals for the rent. And if there's no bank withdrawals for the rent, you now have her lying about her finances. Now you can go to the court and go, your honor, look, this slut, I mean, my ex, is she's just dishonest you can't trust anything she says she's lied in her financial statement i'd like to have her sanctioned you can even approach her and say look you have a send her a letter and go i'm going to tell the court that you're lying about your finances and here you go now the reason that this is important is because if her mom is paying half the bills and she's roommating with her mom and she's lying about how much that money is there you could be entitled to more child support Okay. She could be underpaying child support. She could end up having like this huge child support debt against her because she lied about what her financial situation is. More important, she's already in debt to me. She, she, she um, I'm still. Uh, she owes me six months back support, and that's kind of up in the air too, waiting to go to trial about. And she's trying to bill me for like dental bills for the kids and stuff like that. Try to get me to take take trying to take half of it out of the arrears, you know, and trying to, uh, yeah, so I'm still waiting on that too. And it's just, well, uh, but this is, this is one of those things that you can, like I said, this is an easy thing to handle because the reality is, is if their mom is helping her with the bills, then her mom's income needs to be used as well. As far as 
how much child support she should be paying. Because the, the what, what people don't understand is that when you're talking about child support, it's household income, it's not personal income. And let's say, for example, uh, let's say she was living with a guy, right? She, they're not married, she's living with a guy, the guy makes $40,000 a year, and let's say it's $20,000 a year of, of bills that they pay for wherever they're living, right? So. Uh, he pays ten thousand. She pays ten thousand, and they're splitting the bills. But she's she's telling the court she's paying everything. Well, that ten thousand dollars that that guy is contributing is technically under most states' child support laws. That's technically considered income on her part because she receives financial benefit for it. What that means is is that if let's say she was making thirty thousand a year, now she's now her child support is imputed at forty thousand a year because she gets the financial benefit from the guy's contribution now in this case it's the grandmother so the grandmother is is partially paying that money or partially paying for the bills. so you need to figure out what the grandmother is paying once you find out what the grandmother is paying you impute that to her as income once you impute it to her as income now the child support goes up and i now i don't necessarily say i don't i don't necessarily think that you should you should go full hardball but it's nice to have those tools in in the toolbox because if she becomes a cunt with you you can be like look this is what i'm going to do here's how this is going to work so we can we can negotiate this down you can roll over and play dead or i'm going to kick you till you quit moving i don't care which You've already got her on the mental health issues. You've already got her on the fact that she wasn't consistent in her medical issues. You've got her on the fact that she's lying to you about her. She's a slut. So she's lying to you about everything. Once you go ahead and bring those things to the court's attention, all of a sudden her tune changes because you've backed her into a quarter and there's not a lot she can do unless her attorney knows the judge. Okay, and from what I've read about Florida, that doesn't count. Like, even if she had another boyfriend or got married, and uh, that wouldn't count unless she actually stopped working. And no, that's not true. Supported. Okay. Look at look at your child support laws. Talk to your attorney. Look at your child support laws because the laws talk about the money she's making, the money that she's receiving from all sources. It's just like the IRS. So it's whether it's a gift, whether it's a loan, whether it's uh, you know financial windfall, lottery winnings. Doesn't matter what it is. They they you know if it's a consistent source of, of income, um, they 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 look at it. If it's a one time. Uh, windfall they look at that if her attorney is being paid for by the parents or by someone else you could take those attorney fees now this is the best part if her attorney like like in my case my ex's attorney was being paid for by someone else when i brought it to the court's attention i was like look she's paid all this money to her attorney and they're like yeah so well her bank account doesn't reflect it and the court got pissed off at me and they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, the bank account doesn't reflect these twenty-one dollars or $30,000 she's paid to her attorney. Where'd she get the money? And then they were like, well, she got a loan. I said, well, where's the loan paperwork? She didn't have any loan paperwork. I said, well, that sounds like a gift to me. And they're like, and then she goes, yeah, that was a gift. And I was like, okay, well, that's income. Under child support laws, income is, is, is includes financial gifts. Well, now all of a sudden her income is $21,000 higher than it would have been before. It's the same thing with her attorney. If, you, if she's got extended family or she's got other kind of, um, you know, any kind of, of, you know, sugar daddy paying part of her bills, tap into all that shit. 
and and, uh, and the man, other thing I, is, I that, thought that too. I think I think her parents are helping her out with the attorney. Fees I'm, I'm telling you, you, you have to do. You have to look. And this is a thing. Look, I don't care if you got a high school diploma and you were shitty in math. Okay, if you if you know how to pay your bar tab, this is information that you can figure out. Real basic shit. It's 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 money coming in compared to money going out, and you got to look at the bank statements. You got to look at the income statements. And you got to basically reconcile the money. It's very, very basic accounting. You don't even need a high school diploma to do it. Look at that. Once you see where the money is going, then you ask yourself, where where is the money not going? So in other words, if she's got her financial declaration or her financial told me it says she's paying the bills and this and that. Okay, where's the support documents? Show make her make make the cunt show her support documents and be like, okay, well, here's what's going on. Where are the support documents? Why are we not seeing these support documents? That's what the discovery is for. This is the, this is what most people fucking fail to think about in these family court cases. They want to go and they want to do a death by a thousand motion hearings as opposed to anything else. So they just want to get up in front of the judge and talk as much shit as they can. So at the end of the day, what you have to do is you have to basically make them put up or shut the fuck up. That's what that's what you have to focus on, because the idea is, is that if she's lying to you, women lie when once you catch them lying and, you know, they lie about everything, then, you know, she's lying about the money. I've you know, she's lying about so many health. lies. That's the point. Well, you need to catch her in what's called legally relevant lies. So if she's put in a declaration and she's lied on the declaration, there you go. If she's lied on the financial statements, there you go. If she's lied about her bank statements, if she's lied about, and and, if, and the point is, is that you want to look at it from a scenario of what what doesn't make sense. What 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 don't you know? Does that make sense? So in yeah. other words, if you're not seeing the withdrawals for the rent check, then you know someone else is paying for it. If there's nothing in the bank statements that shows she's paying for the attorney, someone else is paying for it. Then the question remains, who is? Now, here's the best part. When it, when when your ex, and this is this is one of the things that I did in my case, when your ex is lying about who is covering the attorney fees, now you can pierce the attorney-client privilege veil, and you can force the attorney to disclose everything that they've done for her as far as, you know how like when your attorney gives you like an itemized list of everything she's done for you once a month? No, my attorney doesn't do that because I, I, it's free. I haven't got. Okay, well, if you were, you, okay, you probably should get that anyway, or ask her for it, so you know what kind of time she's putting in. But if you're paying for your attorney, they give you an itemized list of of what they've billed you for 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 every piece of that month. You could force the attorney to provide those to you, even though they're not supposed to. And that can tell you all kinds of things about the attorney. But I'll tell you what, right now, if the bills are being paid for by somebody else, that's income as well. There's more child support money in your pocket. So I know I've, I know I've kind of awesome, went off man. and ranted, you know, <laughs> you but know, I want to make sure going, that you're covered. Keep going. Yeah, I just, I want to make sure you're covered. Cause man, I'm look, if she's lied about her money, Look at the bank statements. If the bank statements don't show rent and bills, someone else is paying for it. If the bank statements don't show her attorney being paid for, someone else is paying for it. If she's taking trips and her bank statements don't reflect it, someone else is paying for it. All that is considered income. All that is considered child support. I'm telling you, man, like a Mack truck, fuck her hard, fast, and continuously with it. Okay. On that note... Um Basson, do you have anything else that you want to say before we move on to the questions? 
Um, no, no, DDJ, you're awesome. Thank you. You're uh, you're helping me a lot. You're uh, yeah, I'm gonna light the fire under the attorney, and, I, and my attorney's kind of new too. So I think she, uh, she she may learn from this too. So yeah, you you have to do the discovery, and what you need to tell your attorney is is that she has to treat this like it's a traditional court case. She has to do the interrogatories. She has to do the subpoenas. She has to look at the documents, and more importantly, she needs to provide you with everything. Do you have a uh, do you have a computer? Like a or you cut out on me there. Yeah, you cut I'm out. Sorry. Uh, do you, Discord. Do you have a computer, or are you on a tablet or a phone? I'm on a laptop right now. I have a couple of computers. Yeah. You want to make sure that when your attorney provides you documents, ask her if she can scan them in as a PDF and provide you soft copies. Okay, I could do that. That's not the reason. The reason you can do that. It's because you can open up the PDF file, can search it, and that's a lot faster than just reading page by page by page. So if you're looking for specific things, you can just search it and go right through there. I, I got I have a deposition against me coming up on Monday, and then my attorney's supposed to depose her the following Monday. So you got any uh, advice on that? Yes. Um, I, I would say this. Number one, don't drink any caffeine. You cut off again. You're gonna have to yeah, again. cut off again. That's weird. Okay. Don't drink any caffeine. Drink- no baby cows. Don't, yeah, don't drink any caffeine. <laughs> don't drink any caffeine. Don't drink any coffee. Don't drink any rock, Red, Red Bull, Rockstar, nothing. Don't, and don't drink any alcohol the night before. Um, okay, and try to. I've read a bit about it, and just always take a deep breath and think about it, and try to keep my answer as simple, yes or no, if possible. And uh, I've read a bit about it, but uh, yeah. Well, so attorneys do in deposition. Depositions are dangerous because what attorneys try to do is they try to lead you down the path. Does that make sense? Yeah, the, I was read how they'll try to get you on a rhythm and start throwing stuff in there and try to get you right. to say things. And uh, that's why they say to always relax and take a breath before even answering and always think about your answers before you give. Oh, them. no, 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 no. Well, that that that's all that's all a given. But you want to fuck with the attorney. So every okay. time the attorney asks, every time the attorney and you want to keep a pad and paper with you. Okay, you want to keep a pen and a piece and some paper with you so you can take notes because you want to make sure that everything you say is clear. Now, when you're in the in the deposition, if they ask you a question, you want to stop, you want to think about it for a second, and then you want to ask them to ask the question again. Make them repeat almost every question they do. Okay, that way it gives me more time to think and, uh, yeah. It gives you more time to think and, and, and out here's the thing, you want to act like an absolute fucking idiot. You want to just you want to you want to you just say, look, I'm nervous. I, I'm not sure I heard the question correctly. I apologize. Um, can you ask and ask the question again, or you know, can you tell me the question again? And I know how attorneys they like to twist around their words and play games, try to trick you into saying something and twist your words around too. You know, well, gonna- she's she's going to do that, but when that happens then you just blurt out you're taking my answer out of context okay does that does that make sense 
Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. And then you and then you offer to explain it. Now, what that does is because with a deposition, you're going to have both attorneys. So your attorney is going to be there, and her attorney is going to be there. So you want to you want to say things if 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 she backs you into a corner, you want to say things like you're taking my answer out of context, or um, I think you're misunderstanding, or or I misspoke. Those are great answers. Uh, I don't recall. I don't remember. Those are honest answers. Uh, feel free to use those as needed. Um, if you if you're a little bit stressed or nervous, you can call for a break. They have to give you one. Uh, if you need a glass of water, they have to give you one. If you need to go off to go to the bathroom, they have to let you go. Um, I would extend the deposition as long as I could. Make her repeat questions, take two or three breaks to use the bathroom. Um, those types of things. Because what that does is it throws off the attorney's rhythm. See, a lot of these attorneys, they do these depositions, but they're not hardcore trial attorneys. So you start fucking with them with shit like that. All of a sudden, you're the attorney lose their goddamn mind and they're going to be pissed and it'll be great. So, okay. I got you. And yeah. her, her attorney is pretty young too. She actually hired like an ambulance chaser that just happens to practice family law or also, you know, it's more like a, like a in personal injury firm, you know, that practices right. family law too, you know? Okay. Guys, um, anything else before we really need to move on? We're in our, in yeah, our, that's fine. So. I'm, I'm good. Sweet. I'm great. That's Thanks, on. man. Any last words? You helped me a lot, DDJ. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. You guys are great. Right. Uh, yeah. Take care. Thanks. Thank you for coming on. Okay. Um, let's get through some of the questions. Oh, by the way, guys, um, if you do want to have a private chat with DDJ about anything regarding the court system, we do have a paralegals corner. So you're quite welcome to just hit him up with a message. You know, if he's available on online, if you need to speak to him about something and he'll take you in there and then you can go over the details. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can come in the discord and got it. Sweet. Right. One second. Let's get through some of these questions. All right. Uh, first question from Camp Logon, he says, for economic reasons, I have a female roommate. What precautions can I take to protect myself from common law marriage accusations other than never fucking her? Uh, get rid of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. If she if she claims you were fucking her, it's her word against yours. You have a penis, you lose. Get rid of the female roommate. Or come out as a masculine-presenting transgender lesbian. And then if she claims she's straight, then you can be like, well, I'm a transgender lesbian. She won't fuck me because of my masculine-presenting transgender lesbianness. Okay. I don't know. I would get rid of her. All right. Uh, next question from Zongir. He says, why is MGTOW filled with such... With a, why is MGTOW filled with a bunch of beta faggots? No. Oh, I don't know. Why is your wife full of my dick while you're masturbating in the closet? Yeah. Pretty much sums that up. Right. Next question. Uh, Rex Eater. It's from Rex Eater 2015. TFM, have you read, heard much material from Stephen Crowder? And Milo Neonopolis. If so, what are your opinions on 
on them. I mean, Reed is Steven Crowder. Is he an author? I know he's got like a YouTube channel. Uh, he's got a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sub to him. I, I I actually really like Steven Crowder. I like his sense of humor. He does little skits and stuff. If I had the kind of budget Steven Crowder has, um, that would be awesome. Like I would love to do like those little these little skits and shit he does between you know interviews and stuff like that. They're really good. So yeah, in a, in a perfect world, I would have like the kind of budget Steven Crowder has, but we don't live in a perfect world. And Milo, what about him? What's your opinion? Um, he's, he's okay. Um, he's he's okay. Uh, yeah, he's okay. Listen, he's our great export. Mm, is to he? The U.S. I think okay. so. Okay. Sure, we'll go with that. All right. Uh, next question. Who can't stump the Trump? He says, you said in the past that everyone post-collapse will be like warlords and harems. Oh, and I never said everyone. Due never to said everyone. Yeah. Anyway, never said how do you make sure that whatever group you are trying to join or form is that group? Because preppers are broad and proper red pills are narrow. Okay. Well, um, the truth is the truth. You know, with, without society, there is no government, there is no gynocentrism. So I'm not saying, like, there, there'll still be guys who, like, who are religious, who believe in, um, you know, but there's no gynocentrism. The difference between someone who believes in patriarchy and someone who believes in traditional gender roles is the government. Like, a traditionalist will tell you, oh, just get married anyway, even though the, uh, the laws are shit. But there's no government anymore. So it doesn't really matter. Like they even you're not really going to be able to tell the difference between a, a traditionalist and uh, a patriarch guy when there's no government because there's no feminism. It's all gone. So there's really okay. It's kind of a moot point. So they can be. They don't necessarily have to be all red pilled, MGTOW, you know, fuck bitches, get money. But because there's no government anymore, so there's there's really no issue. Okay. Uh. Next question from ass to mouth to cuck. There you go. Would it be possible to get computing forever on the TFM show or a planned roundtable discussion slash debate? Doubtful. Uh, yeah. the, these skeptics I mean, keep asking about this sort of shit. Well, people like, like wow. pe people don't understand that these channels that have like hundreds of thousands of subs aren't really going to talk to me. Um, it just it's a it's an ego thing. I'm actually kind of impressed like his bearing he was willing to talk to me but he's basically the only kind of mainstream uh you know youtuber with a lot of subs who actually isn't afraid to talk to me most people are so unless here's the thing a lot of places like people will debate you if you have more subs than them because they have something to gain by talking to you but you know, I they have more subs than me, so they're not going to talk to me because they have nothing to gain by it. Because, you know, best case scenario is they win the debate. Worst case scenario, I make them look stupid. And since they have no nothing to gain in terms of subscribers, it can really backfire on them. So they're not going to risk that. Okay. Next question is from Circular Seven. Um, it's with BDJ in reference to what you said to the previous guest. You want him to act ignorant. You mean like a certain sovereign citizen? I'm, I assume he's referring to the um, oh, deposition. Like, are you talking to me? No. 
Right. No, I mean, <laughs> the thing about the sovereign citizen guy is that he was hoping that if he acted insane, they would drop the charges against him because he was insane. I'm not saying that. And I'm not necessarily saying filibuster. I'm saying you break you break the rhythm. So a lot of attorneys, especially in family law, they only actually conduct one trial every five to ten years. And so if you throw them off, like if, if you're on the stand and they're cross examining you, or if you're in a deposition and they're asking you questions, if you s slow them down, it drives them fucking nuts and it doubles your ex's attorney bill. So it slows them, it stresses everybody out. It slows them all down. You look like a booger eating moron to the attorney and everybody else. Your attorney knows what's going on. She's probably going to be pissed at you later, or he's going to be pissed at you later, but you don't give a shit. The point is, is that you're not trying to back yourself off into a corner and it gives you more time to think about your response. Okay. One second. I've got a few questions coming in. Okay. Another question for DDJ. It's from Tyler Durden two three four five six. He says, "DDJ, I've wondered what's your icon about." Um, my icon? icon. Yeah. Well, the Discord my, Twitch icon. Right. Um, my my Discord Twitch icon is uh, from Conan the Barbarian. It's the Thulsa Doom symbol. The two snake, the two headed snake, or whatever. Uh, right, facing each other with the black sun. Hmm from the original Conan, from the 70s movie. Okay. There, uh, there was a question I really wanted to get asked in this first phase. Uh, yeah, it's from YPS600. He says, TFM, what's your take on Trump appointing generals to important White House positions, replacing the weak pussies like Priebus and bringing generals and military men in his circle? Is it better to have only military men in powerful White House positions? Uh, you know, yeah, you work with the best you can do in the circumstances. So when you're talking about White House positions in a, a huge bureaucratic government, generals and stuff like that are going to be the best you can do. Because you can't just hire a bunch of businessmen who have absolutely no government experience because that's not going to work. You have to have people with government experience, but you don't want a bunch of fucking beta cuck yes men. So you need someone with government experience who isn't a fucking cuck. So the military is going to be your best bet because especially generals, they, they know how to play politics. You don't make general without playing a little politics, but because they're military generals, they're also not completely fucking pussies like most of these, you know, political yes men cabinet people. So it's, you work with the best you got. I think ideally Trump would probably want to have businessmen, but he also understands that this is, you know, the government, you know, you got to do the best with what you got. Okay. Next question is from Iron Maiden Monkey. Will TFM ever do another dumpster fire type podcast? Um, sure. Uh, honestly, it, it's really just a time thing. Like doing the two podcasts I currently do is already like it's already a lot. Like I mean, me and DJ were already talking about how quick the weeks are going by. I'm already doing yeah. two videos a day, just doing the news, the TFM 420 segments, plus the TFM show segments. That's already 14 videos a week. So we're talking about doing a third podcast. Uh, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even bother making segments out of it. But it would just be like, I don't know, it, it'd just be a lot of work. I wouldn't be against it per se, but it just, 
it's one of those things where it just wouldn't be it's not a high priority for me right now okay right i want to bring on our next guest but he's not responding right now i don't know what's going on <laughs> so uh oh, let's go good. through a couple more questions uh question from rex at year 2015 tfm what are your hobbies and interests other than gaming twitching and youtubing that's all about that's about all i have time for these days i used to swing among the vines of the jungle but now i just it's all youtube and video games I jerk off a lot, I guess. You can call that a hobby, I suppose. Only like twice a day. Sweet. <clears throat> right. I'm going to bring on the next guest now. All right. Um, his name is K-Nasty. K? And he'd like, <laughs> he'd like to come on the show to explain a cuck story that he witnessed during his time in the military. I don't want to give God. away too many details, so <laughs> I'm going to just bring him down. Okay. Don't want to give the details away of the cuck story, but you know how it ends. No. You already know how it ends. There are no winners. It may have a dead prostitute in it, guys. Hopefully, yeah, you right. always add at oh, least one dead so prostitute to the story. Well, you know, as long as there's also, you gotta have video poker. <laughs> no, the video hello, poker. Hello, online poker, whatever. We got hey, you. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, welcome. Hey. Alright, so I've got a fantastic story for you from my time on a Navy ship. Okay. Alright, so I was a grunt in the Marine Corps, and we got sent, it was my second deployment, we got sent on a Mew, and we got stuck on a Navy ship, and as you know, the, the dick to women ratio on a Navy ship is absurd. Yep. So there's this fucking one chick, uh, she's a cook, and you know, on a ship scale, she's like a 7 or an 8, she's not bad, but put her in a normal crowd, she's like a 3 or a 4. Right, because there's so few women in the military that, yeah, your sexual marketplace value doubles just due to the scarcity. Yep, and then when you're on a ship and you haven't seen the fucking anyone else in five, six months, you know, anybody's yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's almost like going to prison. <laughs> exactly. But uh, anyways, we got, you know, we were on ship for like three, four months, and we got Libo in uh, the Philippines. Okay. And my buddy... Okay, sh uh, let me re let me double back. This chick was the village bicycle. Everybody fucking rode her. Right. She collected she collected all the semen. But uh, yeah, she Real was person. Oh, it had to have been. But uh, <laughs> anyway, she was getting dicked down on the regular. And when we got Libo in the Philippines, my buddy, you know, just got drunk at a bar and fucked her. You know, no big deal. And then two, three weeks rolled by, and they let us go have fucking Libo in Cambodia, which that was a great time. But uh. Anyways, one of uh, the Mortemen in our company started dating her in Cambodia, which, okay, whatever. Okay. So they, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. And fucking, basically. Okay. You know, dating on a navy ship, you can't bone on a ship. You can't even. Yeah, there's no privacy. Yeah, yeah well, you unless, have to be completely civil well, on a ship. You can. I mean, there are some storage spaces you can go to. We had a. Oh yeah. Of I, I, was on, I was on a ship where one of the female officers was fucking someone in the control, uh, the hangar control room, and the, she got caught. We were in port. She was fucking in the control room with one of the other the male officers, and like the lights were flickering because they were fucking on the the panel, and they were hitting the light switches. So someone went in to investigate and found them fucking. So her name was Hanger Banger from that point on. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> but um. 
so they start dating. We get off ship and we go back to the United States and, you know, we're fucking, we're chilling and I'm about to get out of the Marine Corps. So I don't care. I've been doing nothing all day. And the Mortimans still dating her, you know, they're talking on Skype every day and all this, whatever the hell, because the ship's dry dock for repairs and they're still in the Pacific. Well, six months, six months of dating her and about maybe a collective two months of actually seeing her, they're getting married. Okay. All right. So they get married. She comes back to the States. Like she got, cause you know how when you're married in the military, you're not allowed to be, or they do their best to keep the couples together. So they okay. moved her back to the States. Okay. okay. Two weeks later, he tells me, yeah, she's divorcing me. And we're like, well, what the fuck happened? Cause she got orders to where she wanted. Exactly. My buddy who boned her in the Philippines was talking to her and she basically just fucking cucked his ass so she can get orders back to the States because she got told she'd stay in the Pacific for like three more years. Fuck that. So she basically, yeah, cucked cucked one of our Mortimer into fucking marrying her so she got orders back to the States and then dumped his ass. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like these women who uh, they they marry a foreign guy. They They bring them back to the West. And then, you know, as soon as they become citizens or, or especially if they have a kid who's a citizen, which once they once they give birth in the U.S., their child is considered a U.S. citizen. Now they don't need you anymore. Like before they, they before they needed you to stay a citizen. But now that you're gone or now that they have a baby, uh, they don't need you anymore. So they, they that's when they divorce you and they use the kid to stay in the country. So, yeah, you're just you're redundant. I've got a question from the chat. It's from Man 78 He says, question for the guest. Uh, opinion on women in the military. Okay. Um, as a grunt, having them in the infantry is the worst idea on planet Earth. But have them go sit in an office or sit in a supply warehouse, I don't give a shit. But they should not belong in an infantry unit. Yeah, they're fucking... They're, they're a second asshole. They're completely useless and redundant and just something else to clean up after. Yep. As I was my last week in the Marine Corps, the first female for the infantry in our battalion checked in, and she was horrible. All the guys I know in her company and platoon were just saying she's the worst fucking thing ever. She can't do the job. It's pathetic, but, you know, political correctness now. We have to be nice and all that shit, so. Right. You know, well, there's no was, hazing anymore. There's no. Right. Well, someone was telling me, okay, so they're, they're in these tech companies. They're basically hiring women who aren't even qualified for the job because they don't want to get sued. So they'll put out a position for this job, like 100 guys will apply that are fully qualified, and one woman who do, who's like just graduated high school, who doesn't have the requisite skills or experience, she'll apply, and they'll have to hire her because she was the only woman that applied. So they know these, they know these women are fucking useless, but they have to hire them because diversity is our strength. And well, basically, yeah, a lot of companies do it, especially whatever uh, industry is currently in vogue. A bit, like right now, it's tech. Oh, ever it's all so sexist. Clearly, the only the only way to you know pay for the the sins of your sexism is to give women jobs they're not qualified for and pay them too much. So it's it's fucking bullshit. But that's this is this is what feminism does. So I mean, you blame these companies, but they're just trying not to get sued. It really ultimately comes down to people who want to blame companies for feminism are really are missing the picture. They're just trying to work within the system that feminism has given them. Like there was a, a memo of a guy in Google and everyone knows how left wing Google is. 
a guy d did this internal memo talking about how we need um, ideological diversity. Instead of just having different skin co skin colors that are just basically palette swaps of your typical Marxists, actually have ideological diversity, people with different opinions who can actually bring something to the table, not just look slightly differently in terms of melanin. And people lost their shit. And that guy's probably, his career's over. And everything he said is completely true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's true. You offended the feminists. And especially if you work in a company or an industry where right now you're in the spotlight of, you know, you are the company that we are targeting for these make work feminist jobs. You're not allowed. You don't have freedom of speech. And facts are no defense against hate speech. Just because you're right and it's verifiable fact, it's still hate speech. You, you still need to be crucified in the name of the almighty vagina. Yeah, but still, on the topic of feminism, though, they're, they're still ruining men in the first place, too. There's, out of my whole entire infantry platoon, maybe, maybe half of them didn't even need to be there. They were useless. They're fucking weak, and right. they're all well, feminine. And I mean, Terrence Pop, because here's the thing. In the U.S., we lower our standards because diversity is our strength. So we have, like, women are allowed to do half the push-ups, half the sit-ups, run half as fast. Oh, and, not even half. Well, I'm just being using very round numbers. You know, like, they're, they're yeah, basically yeah. half the soldier, and as soon as they get orders anywhere, they get pregnant, they get married, they do something to get out of those orders. So they don't even do the job they were trained to do. And they still demand equal pay, favorable promotion, so you're actually paying them more. So you're getting half the soldier for at least twice the money. It's a fucking retarded idea from start to finish. And these these countries like Canada and Israel that don't lower the standard, all that happens is 96% of the troops are men. So yeah, I, I've you, worked you, with Canadians and they're yes. phenomenal. But. Yeah, so you can, either, you can either have diversity or and lower the standard for women and have a bunch of useless women just costing your government and your military all this money to be useless, or you can keep the standard as is, and 96% of them won't even make the cut. And we're not talking, and these are like the best of the best. Like, there's these women who are trying to, they're trying out for SEALs. There's no fucking way they're gonna make it unless they lower the standard, which they claim no, they're not no. going to do. But I don't think, because Trump is president, if Hillary were president, they would definitely pass. In fact, there would be a whole fucking SEAL team made up of nothing but women. And they would have yeah, like, but and they'd be dressed like the Pink Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But basic infantry school is not hard. It's it's probably... Gen most general Americans could probably do it if they were in decent shape, but most Americans are fat nowadays. That's neither right. here nor there. It's but true. It, it just takes the mental fortitude of sucking it up and you know dealing with what you have to do. What? But I can't blame other people for my problems if I deal with them. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. But personal accountability, what's that? It's it's you know, it's hell of a drug. Right, guys. Um, sorry, I have to cut you off there. Um, you know, a lot of the chat is losing their shit for this guy. Okay. Um, there's a lot of questions that I need to get through for. I got all day. Sweet. So, um, right. First question. It's from Tyler Durden two three four five six. For the guests, what do you think about military? What do you think about the military letting women onto subs now and spending millions to alter the subs to accommodate the women's? 
I've never been on a sub, but a buddy of mine, a very good friend of mine, he worked on a sub for the whole entire career he was in, and being on a sub as a dude, it sucks because you're 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 sharing a bed, you're sleeping in rotations, you're you don't eat in a mess hall, like you you literally live in the worst conditions, like you could pretty much think of, and having to alter all this because you know women need their own private spaces and they need their own rooms and they need their own bathrooms and they need their own fucking everything. Like a, a sub has to be small because it has to be maneuverable and undetectable underwater. So if you have to make all these modifications and God forbid you have to redesign the sub to make it bigger, you're you're wasting hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars, millions of man hours for nothing pretty much. I, I can actually speak more to that because you were in the Marines. I was actually in the Navy. Uh, I, yeah, you're right. I, I was on a cruiser. And the cruisers are basically similar to destroyers. They're smaller ships. They're not like uh, amphibious ships. They're not like carriers. They're pretty small. As an experiment, they made a ship co-ed. Normally, these are all-male ships because space is a premium. Now, normally, in the berthing, which is where your beds are, they go uh, like two or three high racks. And because they had to make male berthing and female berthing, they had to go four high. So you were, like, there were basically racks all the way up to the ceiling. And whoever the top rack, you would hit your head if you weren't basically completely prone. Because there was no room. So they shoved these men in, like, sardines. And it was so unsanitary because there were just too many people in such a small space. It was worse. Oh, it was God like a, no. it was like a slave ship. It really was. Yeah, I know that that's, goes around. Like I, I know that's like hyperbole, but it really was like a slave ship. You, there were so many fucking dudes smushed in there. Female birthing. There were so few women because here's the problem. It was they had to have enlisted female birthing. Now officer birthing is fine because they all have their own state rooms, but birthing had to be female. There weren't enough women who were eligible for sea billets to fill the roles. So basically, the female birthing was empty. Every female had a middle rack. Every female, like, there, there were all these empty racks because there weren't enough women eligible for sea duty who were in these specific roles to do the job. So a lot of the, a lot of the departments were understaffed because they couldn't find a woman because they couldn't fit any more guys. There were all these guys they could have got, but there wasn't any more room. We couldn't fit any more dicks into the sausage party that was male birthing, and there weren't any women eligible. It's a fucking complete shit show. It was fucking horrible. And the women were fucking useless. All of them. Like, maybe one out of 20 of them tried to work hard. The rest of them were just these entitled cunts that didn't do shit. And every time the ship took a roll, their vibrators would fly out of their fucking their beds and roll across the floor. And, <laughs> and they would get mixed up. And then the girls would have to figure out whose vibrator was whose. Well, that, you know how, like, uh, Raz's resupplies at seas? Well, we were on the LSD, and, uh, y you know, when they shoot the line across, and you have to pretty much yank that heavy-ass cable across so they can yeah. resupply the boats? Yeah, I used to do well, that. Of course, they're like, well, grab all the grunts. They're not doing anything. So there's 30 of us on this line pulling it, and there's just this one little fucking seawook just standing there with their arms crossed, like, you guys need to pull harder. We're like, how about yeah. you fucking help, lady? Yeah, no, no, she can't. She has a vagina. No, it, it's, a, it's, forbid, it's fucking dirty. Well, no, she she physically can't. Like they're fucking useless. And the thing about a submarine, I knew I've never served on a submarine, but I, I knew a lot of guys who did. Submarines, you have to share. You have what you do. What's called hot racking, because they're they're so there's not enough. Birthing has to be small because the submarine has to be so narrow. You basically have to 
you share a bed, but you roll your bedding, like your sheets and your pillow, you roll them up, take them off the mattress, and then the next guy unrolls his pillow and sheets onto the mattress, uses the bed, and you rotate. So the mattress is always toasty warm because three people are sharing the mattress, and you have to unroll your bed, and you know, when the next guy, when it's his turn to sleep in the bed. So, and this is, or, this, this is on an all-male submarine. You're already sharing beds. There is no fucking way in hell. They're, I mean, you're, you're talking about a cruiser. There's no way they're going to have male and female birthing. It won't work. There is not enough room. You're either going to have to basically... You're going to have to cut the, the total personnel by 25% to make room for all these women to do nothing. And then who are you going to have run the submarine? Robots? Like, I, maybe you can have a female submarine. You're either going to have to have an all-female submarine, or you're going to have to have a, a, a submarine that's co-ed, that has a bunch of AI robots doing 80% of the work, because you're not going to have room for the other people otherwise. It it's, doesn't make any sense. But, of course, they're going to, just like they did with this cruiser I was on, they're going to waste all this money, and they're going to make a bunch of people's lives miserable just so they can run this experiment to see if it'll work, when common sense would, would have told you it's not going to work. All you had to do was look with your fucking eyes. You would have seen what a bad idea this was. But because the military is a government department. And, you know, the feminism, it's all, you know, women vote. The politicians want to give the women what they want. So that's really all it comes down to. In peacetime, the politicians are going to bow to the women and give them what they want to, to buy their votes. There's really nothing you can do about it because the military is... I mean, look at corporations are bowing to feminism because they're worried about getting sued. The military is bowing to feminism because they work directly for the politicians. It is what it is. Now, if there's an actual there's war... Do about it. Yeah, if oh, there was an... If there was, well, no, because once women start coming back in pine boxes, feminists shut the fuck up. Like, oh, maybe women shouldn't that, be on these ships. They won't even get that far. No, I'm, even get that well, far. yeah, no, the, the, the ones like... Uh, you know, obviously they'll get pregnant and get out of it. But I'm saying, like, if for some reason women actually had to go to war, like, let's say we actually, God forbid, had 50-50% representation in the military. Like, diversity is our strength. So you can't have half the military get pregnant to get out of, like, an actual war. Not like, oh, some goat farmers flew some planes and some buildings. I'm talking, like, Japan just sunk our Pacific fleet. And we're actually like yeah, fighting like, fuck in it, full scale we're, Russia. We're fighting an actual war against a country that could kill us all. All these feminists, like, oh, oh, I'm suddenly pregnant. I want to go home. They'll be like, uh, no, we just trained you and spent a bunch of money on you are going to war. And then when these girls start coming back in pine boxes, all these feminists will be like, oh shit, what did we do? This is a really bad idea. I, I just wanted a notch in my belt. I wanted to a little talking point, talk about how great women were. I didn't really want like women to go to actual war and die. I just wanted to waste taxpayers' money so I could feel yeah, good about myself. The, uh, look at the draft thing where uh, God, as soon as they say, oh, women should be in the draft now if they want equality, well, then they go, well, I'm not going to die for that shit. Hell no. That's what men are for. Right. Oh, well, right. Yeah. Thanks. There was there was well, a let me uh, let me, was a, oh, let sorry, me break in here real quick if I could. Um, so I cats guess. prepping the next guest and and cats got some uh, technical difficulties apparently uh -oh. with the guest or the guest does anyway. Cats trying to help him out. And cats uh, has is having me take care of some of the questions and there okay. are questions for the guest. Okay. Uh, so Rex Eater twenty fifteen has asked the guest quote is it true that sexual harassment and assault against both men and women is very very common in the military sexual assault like 
sexual like, harassment assault yeah oh i mean well the real ones or just the ones where they cry yeah. rape and say oh my god he touched me because there's two different ways because I mean, women yeah. will cry rape just to get out of a unit because they don't like doing the work i've seen that happen and I, yeah and also but if you're talking about like being called a faggot that's sexual harassment which technically it is yeah of course that happens all the time i mean you're it's gone to the point where just regular shit talk between guys like you look what's going on with gaming like these girls go into these competitive games like Dota or League of Legends. Like, oh, this community is so toxic. It's a competitive game, you stupid bitch. Of course, guys are gonna shit talk. It's a competitive game, but of course, you right. know. So in the military, obviously, you know, this is life and death situation. There's gonna be some shit talk. There's gonna right. be some some uh, accusations of faggotry. Now, does that mean is sec is that technically sexual harassment? Sure. By in the current year, fucking everything is sexual harassment. Right. Yeah, I can't talk too much because my unit was all dudes. It's a grunt unit, and the past two deployments. I mean, I've sadly I've cuddled with more dudes in the past four years than I have women. It's just the way it is. You got to do what you got to do, and you know you hang out with your friends for so long. You could you're comfortable around them. You can call them fags, do whatever the hell you need yeah. to do. It's like in that situation. I mean. If someone from the outside looking in, yeah, that's sexual harassment. But for us, it's just everyday kind of life thing. Yeah. Right. Well, there was a guy, okay. um, there was a video of a guy who uh, was basically some some guy was shooting at him and he ended up killing him and there was video of him talking all this shit to his dead body and somehow that got out to the news and they're like oh my god he was he's calling them all these names and yeah you know because if you watch any war movies uh people come up with colorful names for the enemy which sometimes can be racially insensitive and right. uh so they were like trying to like get him in trouble like oh we need to he need to be court-martialed he's not being sensitive and the the generals were like dude seriously go fuck yourself like this is just it's war we're not oh, yeah, going to fucked up shit that we're, I've we're seen not going to court-martial someone for calling a fucking a dead terrorist haji or something like that go fuck yourself well, the job is killing other people, so... Yeah, yeah like, yeah, but we you know, need... God forbid you hurt their feelings, you know? I don't... Right, yeah. Right. They come up with the dumbest fucking rules. Like, they're, they're like, oh, you can't take trophies. Yeah, whatever you do, like, you can't even pick up a rock off the ground. Like, just because you want to remember, whatever. Like, you can't pick up the shell casing. You know, you can't take yeah. any... They can't take well, any trophies. Like, my grandpa's got all that... these Nazi wedding rings that he got. And I'm like, I want my own... Co I want some Nazi wedding rings, but I can't have any Nazi wedding rings, because... That would be a trophy. Then, even in training now, how we we're, we're so politically correct in training now, because normally, when you shoot someone, according to the Geneva Convention, you're not allowed to shoot them again because they're an unarmed combatant. You just have to treat them and then detain them. Which, okay, it's Geneva Conventions. You have to follow the rules, but. In certain aspects, if you shoot someone and you come up on their body, you have to do a dead check to make sure they're not make sure they're actually dead because there are you know you've seen the war movies where the japanese yeah. soldier plays dead and he pops that grenade and kills three people so that's the whole point of a dead check and how you're supposed to do it is you give me you know a sternum rubber you flick him in the eyes but you know we train our guys if you shot him once you might as well shoot him again you can never be too sure a bullet costs 56 cents a life costs a lot more right. so well, and a dead body is a lot lower maintenance than having to worry well, about Well, no, about. here's the thing about the yes, Geneva Convention. But... Here's the thing about you. Uh, when you're fighting fucking Al-Qaeda, ISIS, what have you, these aren't uniformed militaries of a nation. So the Geneva Convention doesn't even fucking apply. 
right not for us or for us we even though it's not supposed to that nato still holds us to the standard of following the geneva convention which is fucked up but yeah it's not a, it's not an it's not a declared war so yeah you're right we don't have to follow the geneva convention but we still do because well, yeah the, america well it's, it's, well it's the politicians like what it is it's just like youtube i'm gonna do i know this is kind of a, a weird segue but the way like whenever a the newspapers do a kind of expose on a YouTube channel. That channel always gets... They don't even, like, look into it. They just immediately shut the channel down. Like, of course PewDiePie's a Nazi. The fucking Wall Street Journal said it. Oh, of course the Slingshot channel is teaching terrorists how to bypass armor. Why not... Why even bother looking into this? Why don't we just shut their channel down? Because they're so fucking deathly afraid of the negative press. And when it comes to the, you know, these politicians, the, you understand, like, NATO and the... They're all... Look at Europe. They're all a bunch of fucking cucks. Like they, they, their balls have shriveled up and from atrophying, that they're just basically raisins, hugging onto their tiny baby pinky of a penis at this point. So when they're like, "Oh, you have to be nice to the tailways. You can't be mean. You can't be mean." It's like, "Oh God," because they just they just don't want the bullshit. But again, if there was an actual war, this is why I think the solution is don't fight these bullshit wars. Let the fucking countries do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, some you know humanitarian crisis. Oh, there's there's it's a human. Who fucking cares? We're not going to war over some bullshit humanitarian crisis. When there is a war, when there's an actual no shit war, we will declare war, and then we will unleash hell and we will kill everyone. But until no, you're it, right. it, until it gets to that point, I don't give a shit. Fucking kill your own people. Um, put their heads on sticks, broadcast it on CNN 24-7. As long as they're not American citizens, I, could, I couldn't give less of a shit. Now, if you're killing Americans, we're going to declare war on you. And then we're going to kill everyone you know and everyone you love and everything you love. Yeah, but it's even ROEs nowadays. Go. So you know how the Philippines, they have the whole southern island of Mindanao pretty much in war because ISIS is in the Philippines. Right. Well, we were in the Philippines training the Filipino Marines because they were going to go to Mindanao and we can't actually go do combat operations so we're teaching them how and they told us you know your likelihood of you know getting ambushed like they're gonna probably come and shoot at you just because they are and they, we had you know guys on security and they're like hey even if they come and shoot at you you can't shoot back they're trying to kill you you still can't shoot back why not we just can't that yeah. makes no sense yeah. yeah we know but we can't let you <laughs> sorry yeah no that's and that this is why like benghazi happened where they're like right. oh we, we can't we just gotta let these people die uh, we wouldn't want an incident fuck them and their families and their lives uh all that matters is we don't want an incident so you know if that's how you yeah. feel sh people shouldn't even be there yeah and no, then dudes like one of the posts down the way some dudes and mopeds showed up with fucking ak's and they started pointing at the guys and of course everyone's freaking the fuck out we can't shoot back at them if they shoot at us we're kind of fucked and pretty much the filipino marines they can shoot so the filipino marines came out and started shooting at them no what nice. you do what you do um uh yeah we did this i'm not going to give the details but this is what i i know happens you have a coalition partner who they have they have license to do things you can't so what you do is you do it exactly. and you get you give them credit for it like, oh, good, That's how, you know, good, the whole, if you look at the, uh, good shot. the units, their advisors in Iraq and Afghanistan, like, oh, they're not combat. Yes, they are. They're killing dudes every day, but they're just not saying they are. Yeah. Or you, what you do is you, you, you find, uh, and we, we did the, actually, yeah, I'll fuck it. I'll just tell the story. So, um, we go out on, on missions to go take out these terrorists and we would bring 
the uh, people from the Iraq army with us. Now, half of them were fucking informants for fucking Al-Qaeda, and we knew that. So we wouldn't tell them what was happening until the last fucking minute so they wouldn't have time to warn their buddies. But we dragged them along on the mission anyway. We'd kill their buddies, and then we'd, we'd, tell them, we'd, we'd congratulate them on the job well done. We give them all the credit <laughs> yeah. because we couldn't take credit for it because then, you know, oh, you're killing innocent unarmed, didn't do nothings. Uh, so you, you can't, you can't do it. So you, you let them take credit for it. That way the, the dindus, you can't hurt the dindus. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Cat's back. Right. Okay. Uh, sorry, guys, I just had to pop out and help guests. That's all right. Uh, which question did you get through, DDJ? Just the first one. I was going to get to Slayer's yeah. question, but I didn't get right. to Slayer's so, yet. Uh, yeah, Slayer's question is opinion on Trump for the guest. He's an idiot, but he's the idiot we need, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I, mean, I have a the, lesser of two evils. He's smart, but the way he goes about things is wrong. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, because, I think like, think about it. He makes himself an ass on TV. Where, I, I mean, I don't know how to word this the right way, but if you look at certain politicians through history, and Lyndon B. Johnson was one where his opponent would start throwing shit at him. Like, look at CNN when they're bitching about how all the whole Russia shit. Well, he's fueling the fire by keep saying, "Oh, well, it's a scam. It's a scam." Where if he just shut his fucking mouth and just said, you know. Let CNN dig their own fucking grave and shit like that. He's too vocal about it. Like, they need to take his fucking Twitter away kind of thing. But on a military aspect, he is at least giving us the the shit we need. Because if you look at it just happened today, the that Osprey off the coast of Australia that just crashed. If you look at any military vehicles, equipment, that's they're all shit. My rifle's from fucking... Well, my rifle that I had was from the first Gulf War almost. It's old as shit. You know, the helicopters, they pretty much just take rape helicopters. There's a helicopter that's broken. Well, that part's not as bad as this one. Let's swap them out. Right. Which, we, ha yeah, there's no money to fix shit. So at least he's passing budgets to give people money to fix shit and start getting shit, you know, back up to date. There you go. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Next question... Um, it's from Rexy to 2015. For the guest, is it true that sexual harassment and assault against both men and women is very, uh, very common in the media? Yeah, we, we, we already covered that. DDJ GDL was helping out. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm going oh, to uh, oh, the private oh, messages. Yeah, next question. Um, from Isla, what's your thoughts on Trump's recent decision to ban transgenders from the military? I'm actually glad I, mean, I got this question. I really am. Yeah. Okay. So, if you're a transgender and want to serve the military, I really don't give a shit, personally, as long as you can do the job. Like, you can be a chick with a dick or a dude with tits. Don't bother me none. But you don't belong in the infantry. Because that's more accommodation that needs to happen in a place where it's not going to happen. Like, I've, I've gone a month and a half without a shower because you just can't. There's, there's no feasible way to do it. And on the other aspect of that... If you're transgender and you're transitioning and you're going through your hormone therapy and you're going through all this shit, well, if you're out in the field for months at a time and you can't get your hormone medication and you go without it, it really fucks your body up. And then that's making you combat ineffective because you can't do the job because you're not go you're going through a hormonal fucking rage and you can't do anything. So if you're a transgender and you're in the infantry, 
it doesn't make sense on a on a on a, on a tactical aspect. But I mean, if you're sitting in a fucking office building, I could give two shits. I think all useless people in the military should just go sit in an office and do the paperwork and have the admin bullshit that no one likes to do. But uh, that's yeah. my opinion. No, I, I agree. Like my obviously, I'm a transgendered lesbian, so I support transgendered rights, but. I also think that you know it's you shouldn't be joining the military to get the government to pay for your transition surgery, and that's I I heard I'm not I didn't look too deeply into it, but I heard that's really what this was about. It wasn't that uh, people who are transitioning couldn't meet the standard because obviously, especially if you were born a man, you're going to be far more effective as a, a soldier than uh, a cis woman. The problem is if you require all these accommodations and especially like hormone treatments and transition surgery, that's just such a huge cost being born like this is what you know your health insurance generally doesn't pay for um what's called elective surgery like if you want a boob job or something like that your insurance isn't going to pay for it and the government doesn't pay for elective surgery and transitioning i know now it's considered uh, medically well, necessary you only, you only you only rate one elective surgery out of the military dole and it's usually like lasik or fucking something like that that's you pretty much what people use their quote-unquote elective surgery for is lasik Wow. Yeah, but th that's really all it was about was people wanted to come to the military, get their transition surgery paid for, do four years and roll out with their free inverted penis. Yeah, on a on a surgery that costs you know hundred thousand dollars. Right. They don't even right. that much. There, there's no way the government would get their money back, and that's and then of course they would time their surgeries where they couldn't serve and they'd miss deployment. So it'd just be a huge money sink. Exactly. So again, if you're going to, fine. The thing is, is masculine presenting transgender lesbian should have been fine because you're you're still you're rocking the strap on that nature gave you i think calling it the trans transgender ban was a bad way to go about it and i know that the media is going to misconstrue things in the way that they always want to but right if he was smart about it he would have just you know pretty much just gone up with changing the military policy on not allowing you know Elective well, surgeries waste hundreds of thousands of dollars. I, I don't think I, he came up with a name. I think the media names well, things. Well, no, of course. Right, just like the well, the Muslim ban was a more. It wasn't really even a Muslim ban, but. Well, I think that the other side of it is is that anybody who says they're transgendered should automatically at this point should be mustered out because um, they couldn't pass the mental health physical or the mental health. Um, issues because a lot of the transgender people that are out there they undergo a lot of mental health issues and that would be oh, yeah, the of course. easiest way to resolve it just say look because you know the problem is, is that if you're fighting by somebody side by side and you think you're transgender or you think you're somebody that you're not you know the people in your squad can't trust you because they don't know who you are you don't know who you are so how can anybody else know who you are in order to be able to fight side by side and put your you know would you want to put your your life in somebody like that in somebody's hands like that i don't know that i would yeah exactly and to double back to that fucking hormonal shit or think about it if you're hormonal and you're with your squad of 13 dudes that you've lived with for x amount of time weeks months however long you if you're hormonal and you just grow sick of them and start fighting them that's not how you're supposed to go about it that's not going to build unit cohesion that's not going to put trust into that person that you need to save your life in a certain situation okay uh guys final question um and then we we need to move on uh question from dan dajar for the guest and tfm in the early 2000s i saw a segment on 60 minutes 
or one of those shows saying that women on Navy ships prostitute themselves. I spoke with a co-worker who was in the Navy about it and he said it was true that these oh, oh, women oh, oh. would yeah. make a lot of money out at sea. I spoke with a woman in the Navy and asked her and she of course denied it ever happens. Did you guys ever encounter any of this? Okay, yeah, so not to cut you off, but uh, on the ship that I got on, the, the USS Germantown, I'm out now, so it doesn't matter anymore, but that ship right before we got on it had the commanding officer relieved and about 10 people kicked off the ship for that specific reason. Yeah, I heard that happens a lot on carriers and amphibs because they're larger ships. So your larger ships that can accommodate more females, that that's where it comes to be an issue. I served mostly on small ships. So they were either all male or there was that fucking retarded experiment where they made it co-ed and just fucking made it a slave ship for men and then it was like the Taj Mahal for women. <laughs> wow. Okay. I had some friends. I had some friends who came back from um, Iraq and Afghanistan, and they were telling me that there were a lot of women out there prostituting themselves yeah. in the army, and they were um, and they were banging the guys in the shower. They're meeting the Johns in the shower. Yeah, well, I mean, you think about it. You got these girls who were they're in these they're they're in the middle of the ocean. They have nothing to do. These guys get paid. They still get paid, but there's nothing to spend your money on when you're not um, hitting port. Exactly. So, so these guys have money to money in their pocket, and of course, you know, women they want that money. So they're like, "Hey, I'll suck your dick for that money." And these guys are like, "Well, shit, I, I have nothing better to spend it on." Sure. So yeah, that's that's how it happens. What a sweet loot. Is that what they do it for? They they do it all for the pleasure of your company and for those and for the money. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah, totally. Right. Uh, let's let's move on. Um, and you, you, what's funny is I've served, I've served with some um, military in some chiefs, E7s, officers, like female officers, female chiefs. They had like raging STDs on their face, like full on herpes sores all over their face. And you know, they were some fucking dirty skanks, but now they, they want you to respect them. Like they want you yeah, to, but you never can it's respect, impossible. respect their rank. Like, oh yeah, you got the anchors, you got the khakis and you have this fucking raging herpes sore on your lips. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna my favorite. Respect you is when you have like a woman who or a chick who's like really fucking high up in the military like an e7 or an e8 and we're all grunts and we don't give a shit and we were walking down this fucking wood because just like you need to respect my rank and we're like bitch we don't give a shit about you no one fucking cares this is this is yeah. the infantry we don't we don't go to your fucking stupid games like you can go fuck yourself now goodbye right well yeah the best is when you see these e7s that have like three medals yeah like they, they've I done those. they've done nothing they, they are an E7 because they're a woman. Usually they're a black woman because you get the minority points and you get the female exactly. points. Exactly, or Mexican. They, yeah, they have they have three medals. They haven't done shit, and yet they make more money than you because diversity is their strength. Yep. Oh, wow. Well, what are you going to do? All right, guys, we, we need to move on. Okay. Um, okay, Nasty, thanks for uh, jumping on the show. And yep, I really thank appreciate you. your thank presence you. here. If you got military shit, I have nothing else to do in my life. <laughs> Yeah. All, right. All right. Thanks, mate. In a bit. See you. See you. Take care. Right. Uh, let's get through some of these questions. Right. First question is from SF2023. He says, one, potato is a new term for retarded people in general now. Two, kind of unrelated and dumb, but what? 
do you think about climate change deniers? Okay, I don't. I think climate climate change hasn't really been proven to be a big deal. Even if you prove, uh, oh, the climate, it's a, you, we're going to go up half a degree. I've seen really no evidence that that's going to be the end of the world. So, you know, people talking about uh, making all these taxes and taking our freedom away and giving more power to government for half a degree over, like, hundreds of years, I, I couldn't give less of a shit. Uh, what was the first part of the question? Question. And the potato reference. Yeah, potatoes. Uh, sort of remember, remember the uh, MJ guy? Yeah. Sir? Potato. Sir? Sir? Yeah, the less said <laughs> about him, the better. Right, okay. right. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Rasmus. He says, if you were president and forced to adopt a socialized healthcare system, what country would you pick and why? Um, I guess Venezuela, so we can collapse really quickly, and I could tell everybody how fucking retarded they were to demand a socialized healthcare system. And be like, you forced my hand, so we're gonna go Venezuelan model. And then when it's like, oh, <laughs> we're all eating dumpsters, I'm like, yeah. Did you learn your lesson? They're like, no, we wanted free healthcare. Like, oh, well, I guess you haven't experienced enough pain. Well, look at the bright side. At least you would have solved the uh, the obesity epidemic. Right. Yeah, I heard um, obesity in Venezuela is down like twenty percent. It's a right. miracle. But apparently, you just okay. have to stop feeding people. They then they lose it's weight. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Guys, next question. It's the power of socialism, right there. Right. The socialism guy. Hey, Kat, do you have another question? Yes, I do. Okay. Come on, guys. <laughs> right. It's from Rexy to 2015. DDJ, how much money did you spend getting custody of your kids? And what are some non-common sense advice you would give to any cucks who would be trapped in that situation? My first divorce cost just over $200,000. My second divorce cost about, I'd say about 10,000, I guess. Um, as far as cucks in that situation, I would say this. Uh, if she lies to you, if you catch her lying about anything, your relationship is over. You need to start planning to get away quickly. You need you need to have an exit strategy. Uh, um, you need to teach yourself basically the laws because you're not going to know um, what the attorneys are going to know. But you need to know your case. And if you listen to the first segment, I'm not going to go into detail um, because I, I, I mean... I basically monologue for close to an hour. So you just need to know your case. You need to know everything about it. Anything your attorney sees, you need to, um, you just need to know. If you, if your attorney is talking to somebody and you don't know about it, that's a problem. Your attorney works for you. So that's, that's probably the thing that I would say. Okay. <clears throat> no, I got a question. Yes, question. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, how much did you spend becoming a paralegal? Because I think that's probably related to the costs. Or um, no, no. The, the, the 200000 number I gave you is actual attorney fees and court costs and things associated with it. As far as becoming a paralegal, um, in an effort to actually get my case where I needed to be, it took me about two years of full-time studying and work to get there. Um, and that was mostly like on the job training type of thing. So like I was actually, I worked with attorneys 
and I helped out on cases and things like that as I was kind of coming up to speed. But a lot of it was research on my own. It was looking at the court rules and the laws and the things like that. Um, but the amount of you also have to understand too. I fought my case for five years. I fought it in two counties. I fought my ex. Uh, I fought the police department who wouldn't do anything about it. I ended up fighting the state of Washington CPS the first time when they wouldn't do anything to protect my children. I fought them a second time when they tried to cover it up. Um, you know, it just the, the whole thing was an uphill battle, and it was there were multiple pe- multiple large sources of of and organizations that had kind of put all these obstacles in my way to prevent me from protecting my children. Yep. Okay. Okay. Next question is from Larry DeCock. TFM, would you move to Eastern Europe like Romania or Hungary if you were a millionaire, a multi-millionaire? Mm-hmm. I lived in Romania for six months and women treat you like a king over there and the average girl is skinny and at least a six. You wouldn't need a sex doll or wait a hundred years for an artificial womb. Yeah, but what about the uh, standard of living over there? Like, well, if you're a multi-millionaire, it shouldn't matter. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, but I don't know. Like, dude, like they're not pushing wagons in in the uh, in Eastern Europe. I mean, there, there are cars and shit there. You know, it is well, I'm not talking pretty- about that. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. May I consider it? I probably. You know. I'm actually more partial to South America than uh, Europe or Eastern Europe. I mean, if you're European, obviously Eastern Europe's right there. You might as well. I don't know. Maybe I'm just partial to the uh, the Western Hemisphere. Okay. <clears throat> um. Just a couple more questions, and then we'll move on. Uh, next question. From Rexy in 2015, he says, if it came back that the kid... No, we're not doing that one. There you go. Sorry, Rex. We've, we've pretty much answered that. Uh, question from ex-communist. TFM, what's your opinion about YouTube teaming up with ADL to censor videos? Do you think they will target you? Well, if they do, that would be transphobic of them because I am a masculine presenting transgendered lesbian. So, uh, yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, who are ADL? The Anti-Defamation yeah. League. Okay. Cool. So I've actually I've heard some stuff from Poll that Feminist Frequency is actually the one working with YouTube, but they brought in the ADL to kind of I don't know if that's like it's like a conspiracy theory. But I don't understand why Anita Sarkeesian is so influential. Like, whose dick is she sucking to have all this influence? She's like the face of everything for no reason. They needed somebody who was going to listen. Echo again. Okay. Um, next guest, I, I guess. Let's get on with the, uh, the final guest of the show. Uh, his name is Truck Car, and he says... I have a few fun cuck stories, which I know you guys love and would like more of including me still pining over my cheating ex from a year ago mm-hmm. and trying to become self-actualized in life. Okay. The biggest topic I'd like to mention is brotherhood, though. A fellow soldier in the end took her side over mine after 
even after it turns out they fall around, he puts in, you know, brackets, no sex. While I was on okay. a mission a year prior to our breakup, it was the wake up call that we really have to. Wait, no, you see, I'm reading verbatim. It was a wake up call. We really have to loyalty if one is blue pill and a woman is involved. I'm guessing. I'm guessing okay, his friend okay, fucked yeah. his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, he says no, but. Yeah, no, she was. Yeah. <sighs> you, well, didn't ca- we'll you didn't catch him fucking. We'll, 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 we'll find out. <laughs> right, bring him down now. Yeah, if you caught him making out or sucking him off, they were fucking. Right. So, sorry to be the one to tell you Santa Claus isn't real. He did, however, have a white Christmas all over your girlfriend's face. Right, right. Frosted her mountaintops. You with us yet, truck? I'm with you, gentlemen. And it's a little bit more complicated than that. Yes, unfortunately, there was no sex. It would have been great, but she offered. <laughs> or I pretty much indicated she was offering with the phrasing. They get drunk. They are friends before I even met him. Obviously, we become good friends ourselves. And while I'm doing training in the States, because I live in Germany, but while I'm training in the States, uh, they get drunk a few times and passed out of his place. You know, they did that before. And they were cuddling, apparently scratching her back. And she's saying she's getting horny and wants him to continue. He doesn't. But, of course, when I get back to the States, or get back from the States, she plays it down like nothing actually occurred. And mentioned that they got they passed out, like making it sound like they actually were just cuddling on the couch when truth that shit went on. He doesn't mention it because he feels guilty. And after we break up a year later, before he's heading back to the uh, states with his fiance, he lets slip that that more was to the story than that. Yeah, okay. Nobody, two heterosexual people of the opposite sex don't go back to somebody's house to get drunk and cuddle. That's a euphemism for he had her bent over the bed and he was fucking filling her her cunt up with his man seed. Yeah, he was trying to give her cervical impact cancer. Yeah, like that's the dumbest shit. It's like, oh, I, I, I didn't fuck him. I just went back to his house and got drunk and we cuddled. Like, bitch, you think I was born yesterday? Like, I know what that means. Like, that's like the whole like Netflix and chill. Like, oh, you want to come over my house and watch Netflix? Like, come on. Netflix and chill, guys. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but I mean, this. Well, Netflix and chill is it's is like even more of a euphemism. Let's get drunk and cuddle. Like, what? Maybe she t- was vaginally cuddling. Yeah, she was cuddling, well, not den- the, cuddling his dick with her v- vaginal walls. I'm not denying that shit did occur, <laughs> and that's the funny part. It's like they keep—they both adamantly deny there was no sex, and that's why. Well, do they, shit, like in, their mind, story, in their mind, in their mind, do blowjobs do blowjobs count as sex? Or are they are they are they part of the Bill Clinton school of thought that only uh, vaginal funny intercourse enough, is sex? They never actually claimed a blowjob did or did not occur. For all okay, I know, so it, right, so, <laughs> right. So they're basically, oh no, we didn't have sex. I, you know, she sucked my dick. I put it in her butt. I came on her tits but we didn't right. have sex so she's totally loyal to you bro right. bros before hoes 
I finished. And like I said, I found. She just found sucked me off. This okay. Let's say this was in July of fifteen when we were actually very serious. In March of sixteen, after I get back from another military trip, uh, we are on a rocky stage of the relationship, and another mutual friend has their best friend come in, and while I'm butter her tonsils elsewhere. Not him, not him. So that's that's Nick. That's the Brotherhood story. He has some okay. changing names for doxing purposes. Perfect. Uh, another individual comes over from the states, and they literally hang out for a weekend. And when I get back, and she actually spends time with me, she actually informs me they hung out for the last two nights, up all night once more, and they were talking, and she. Even admits to cheating she, on me. She slips and claiming there was no sex. She, she slipped and fell on his dick multiple times. Right. That's most likely it, and obviously. No, that's not I'm, most likely. That is surely it. Women who are in relationships don't hang out in the bedrooms all night with other men and cuddle and get back rubs and talk. There's only one reason, one reason to go to spend a night with another man, and that's to get your tonsils, your tonsils buttered or to get your fucking cunt filled. That That's what was happening. Whatever she told you, and the fact that this happened multiple times, like the fact that there's more than one guy that she's spending the night with to cuddle and get back grips from or whatever the fuck bullshit she's calling it. Come on, man. I'm not denying... No, no, you gotta realize I, I actually have my suspicions for that shit. I just don't have any confirmation. This new guy is who she actually breaks up with me to date with. My friend, I didn't know about until one year after this whole breakup, and he's getting ready to go back to the States with his fiance, who is he's adamantly, honestly telling her the truth about everything, and she doesn't believe it, but this all occurred, and while she's gone visiting her family before they both go back to the States, He's hanging out with me and my roommate and let slip while we're having a cigar night that that shit occurred. He breaks down, not realizing I didn't know the full truth, begging for forgiveness, telling me to punch him in the face. He wanted me to kick him out of his my house because he actually clearly does have guilt. And that's the whole point where she lied to both of us. Obviously, me of what went on, him with what actually was told to me. And that's the whole bit with the brotherhood shit. I'm sorry, I am not allowed to curse on here, am I? Uh, you can say whatever the fuck you want, man. Yeah, we're adults. It's, never this, mind. This never isn't, mind. This isn't okay. a radio show. This isn't Tom Likas, gotcha. Yeah, fuck, fuck, shit, bitch, cunt. Balls, oh. ass. I don't know. Motherfucker, okay. There you go, get it all out. So that's, that's three days before he left in April. And the last night he had already planned on spending with her, spending time with her. His fiance knows they, he trust, she trusts him completely and all that fun stuff. And he's feeling guilty as shit about this. And the whole point is, okay, dude, this is fucked up. Now, after the breakup, you're friends with both of us. You didn't want to choose. I did understand that. This entire time I've been pining over her. I'm not going to lie. I've been fucking other women, more attractive, younger, moving on, starting to self-actualize. I've been technically MGTOW I'm going to say a year before that where I was actually listening to content and I was actually trying to apply it and that's why I even told her long before that we were never getting married and she actually did agree with the concepts because she actually heard a few of the podcasts and stuff from Sandman, you 
Stardust, so on and so forth. But she actually agreed with most of the concepts, most of the knowledge, the shitty laws, even though she actually did say at times that she wished that I would be willing to, I wanted to get married. Not that we would, but I, she wanted to. So well, she, she was yeah, trying to communicate. Obviously, well. I don't think she's a settling type if she's fucking multiple guys behind your back. <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly not. Well, Nick actually goes with her for this last evening. Like, he's going to come say goodbye to me at my work. She picks him up early, and they go out to the bar drinking. Oh and this God. whole bit is after his breakdown, and I'm actually consoling him because he's feeling like, sh you know, feeling like shit. And I'm actually trying to tell him, no, I'm not kicking you out of my house. I have loyalty, brotherhood, whatever the hell you want to call it. We, we have that relationship where I trust him. You know what they call that in the military? The past, you're actually coming up. You know what they call them in the military Eskimo when you fuck brothers. Eskimo brother? Yeah. So he's your Eskimo brother well, now. That's the, f that's the funny part. One of my other closest friends is also my Eskimo brother. Oh my I god. Fucking his girl Same while he chick? was deployed. No, no different chick. This is before I started dating her. And this is because I didn't even know he existed. Like everybody in our group, our circle agreed that she kept telling me she's single while he's deployed. He gets back. In the end, the funny part with that situation with Tom is. Me and Tom are now best friends. You know, eventually I come clean to him. I make the similar offer of, hey, I fucked up. I didn't know you were around. Now She's you're... cheating on you. I kicked her out of my life. He kicked her out of his life, and we kept each other. Now you're just spit-roasting girls together, just high-fiving over their back. The bromance is real. It makes it more interesting that way. There you go. Yeah, so why, why were you why, what were you pining over uh, okay, so this chick cheated on you multiple times Why were you hung up on her? What was it about her? Was it, was she like your first love or something like that? Or was it just the amount of time you were with her? This is the longest relationship I've ever been in because this lasted two and a half years before that I had dated plenty of women for six months or so and I have contemplated marriage once before then but with this whole bit, usually I break up after six months when I realize I'm not in love or I don't have that strong emotional connection or I didn't have that level of commitment, whatever. Okay. Okay. So I'm just, basically uh, but, it's just time. Yeah, I'm going to say that's probably it. And then the emotional attachment, like it's, it is the emotional attachment where I'm still pining over her. I still want her back. Even though I know she's a piece of shit, and I don't yeah. want her back, but you know that emotional attachment's telling me to go back. Mm. Okay. And but how? We, are you still suffering from this? Do you still well, want I, her back? I go through probably. I get like a weekend every month, and I'm pissed about it. Luckily, I haven't seen her for the last two months, but there's still that desire. What the fuck? Whatever. I told you it's a fun cuck story. Yeah. Now with well, Nick. Okay. If you want me to finish that story. Yeah, okay, sure. I, I have some well, questions, just... if that's okay. Go ahead, Dee Dee. Um, how long were you with this woman? Two and a half years. Okay, so you were with her for two and a half years. And and how many guys did she tell you that she was platonically cuddling with? Like, how many different, different guys? Yeah, how many miles of cock was she smoking while she was with you? Are you doing the math? Are you Take counting your fingers? <laughs> oh, did we lose him? Triggered him. Oh, he's still a channel. I just don't see the mic moving in and out. Oh. Truck, are you still there? 
Yeah, I don't know why. Sorry. Yes, I'm laughing my butt off. <laughs> I oh, okay. lost count of how many possible people and. God damn. God damn. Uh, no, I'm asking how many guys did she tell she you happens. that she had like quote unquote went drinking yeah. with, or she said they were her f friends, or she spent the night. Yeah. The worst part is it's usually our mutual friends. That's the f that's the sad part. So she was so, cucking you to your friends. This guy. Well, that's the point. He's the only one. Maybe two of them is what I suspect. And the thing is, during the breakup, I lost both of them. One is another guy that is the friend of this guy who she currently dated before he dumped her, like in January this year. And then Nick. Okay, I'm just gonna with Nick is. Go ahead. Is she is she ever been diagnosed with a mental health problem? Not to my knowledge. Then again, she's younger. So maybe okay. she just hasn't time. She's also German. She's not American. Oh, you know what that means. She's in a Shiza video. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I know she's not, you know, like so many think of foreign women after military, she wanted a green card. No, because she doesn't want to come back to the States. Because this whole drama occurred when it was coming up to the time where she would actually have to go back to the States with me. She had to get a job. Oh. And obviously, I'm not getting married, so she's not getting a green card. But I'm telling her, like, you're going to move in with me. We're going to live together. We can get you a green uh, card elsewhere because she actually has a decent job in graphic design. Drawing okay. dick. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, she she could probably paint it from memory. Three dimensional porn. Right. Okay. She's, she's got so much dick on, like, going through her body. She probably just can, like, in her sleep, just draw a photorealistic dick. She's like, I just, I know, I. This, this is my passion. Right. To paint the dick. You know, I think you must have the dick. You must take the dick in every orifice until you become the dick. Right. So yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I know I made my mistakes, and the fact that you're talking about the pining over, I think it's just the wound is still fresh. So it's not me wanting her back. It's just the emotional turmoil comes back, and I want to punch her in the face. Did you ever poop on her? But it's still the the hurt. I find that if you no, poop on no, them, if you poop on them, it really it helps you see them in a different way. So whenever they want to like get back together, you just poop on them. Or just get the group together and bukkake. No, no. This, it, a pooping has to be very intimate. It's something that you and you and her share together. You just kind of like handcuff her down and just poop on her face, smear it, give her the brave heart. And then, then, and then, and then you kick, then you kick her out naked, with poop all over her face, and be like, "Get the fuck out, bitch!" And then you throw her clothes out the window. Right. And that's what that. Then you know that's called closure, my friend. The brave heart. Oh my I god. I actually have thought about that, like not necessarily pooping on her, but you know, smearing it across her car or some shit, and maybe that would. Keep no, no, no. It's gotta it's be. It's gotta be on her face. It's gotta be on her face. You have to poop on her face. Give her the uh, the two girls one cup treatment. That that's how you close the wound. I poop it. It's like the glue. It's like this. it's like the creamy brown glue that binds your heart together after it's been broken. <laughs> I think my issue right now is not the fact that you know I can avoid her, but it's the mutual friends that we had. Three of them in particular chose if, that they said they didn't want to pick sides. They want to be friends with both of us still. They that don't means they're hosts, too. Tell, tell them to fuck. Tell, tell them to go eat, eat a dick. 
Right. Oh, they're not your friends. They're not your friends. Not in my life. Any, if, and if these are guys that fucked her or are like, oh, we're both your friends. It, okay. Everyone wants to be friends with the village. Well, they're not your, they were never your friends. So right. fuck them. Okay. Anybody who wants to be friends with the village bicycle is basically fucking her. That's why they want to be her friend. So, you know, honestly, who fucking cares? And it was like, oh, yeah, we want to be friends with her because she's fucking us too. Okay, good. I hope you're my, very happy. Your roommate's telling me to cut him. Yes. You know, cut him completely out of my life. Don't Your roommate is again. correct. Yeah. You, you know, friends come and go. but as, Yeah, friends come and go. Eskimo brothers come and go. They're not worth getting any worked up over. Well, that's Just, the irony of it. The other guy that did my Eskimo, my Eskimo brother, well, he's getting remarried, even though he knows that I really dislike the concept, and I'm his best man. I'm, I'm the one still trying to talk him out of it, but the fact is, we are best friends now. Mm, okay. All right. We learn together sharing the same woman, I guess. There you go. It's a sacred bond. All right, well... Maybe you, you can spit roast his wife. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I mean... You and him can tag team the fiance. Right. It's a two for one deal. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm also still in the military, so you have any questions about army? At least I can mm. answer those with the transgender issues and such. I know you had the Marine, your ex Navy. Have you ever? Uh, I'm also in the medical field. Did you date while you were in the service to a, like an army slag that was fucking everybody on the side? That was actually how I met my current roommate. And that's an old... Back, oh my God. back years ago, that was the first woman I ever thought so, about. Uh, uh, so you, do you make it like a habit of sharing women with all your friends? Is this like... It's like a spit shake, except with a, like vaginal fluid? <laughs> this is 12 years ago. This is the first woman that I actually got serious with. And it wasn't a matter of... I, it was my friends. It was a guy that was in the barracks with us. was apparently fucking her. My roommate now found out that she was fooling around, but didn't know that I was dating her seriously. So as an on-running joke, he's like, hey, have you heard about Molly? I'm like, no. Yeah, he's fucking that girl. You mean my girlfriend? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... But that taught me a valuable lesson that you trust your close friends that you've known before the women came along. You trust them. If they say shit's going on, believe them. Oh, no, I... Yeah, the, the, a lot of guys don't do that. Like, when your friends are warning you about a chick... And they're like, oh, whatever, you're just jealous. Uh, she's different. And then you're like, yeah, no, they're they're right. You you have um, you have rose colored glasses on because you're thinking with your dick. But yeah, that does happen. Amen to that. But yeah, I don't I don't fuck yeah. my friends' wives or girlfriends. So that's usually uh, that's usually where I draw the line. All right, question from Rexy to 2015. Uh, what do you think of Trump's transgender ban? Well, okay, you're going to laugh. I actually do have transgender friends in the military. And for the most part, I don't give a shit. They do their job. I do my job. Everybody gets along. The issue with that is the funding, the cost for actually the surgery, as you said, and the treatment. Right. It's ridiculously expensive, a couple hundred thousand. And as you were saying that you're going to get staying out of a combat it's even worse they can they can avoid a pt test for two to three years while going through the certain transition period and yet with that in mind they can still get promotions they still are of course of course a peak service well there was that woman uh in fucking ireland 
that got a million dollars because she took maternity leave and missed uh, her promotion window. So of course she gets a million dollars because we can't have people. So yeah, that kind of bullshit is yeah. the standard across the board. So the whole point is, if you want to transgender or, or transition, go for it, but don't expect anybody else to pay for the whole surgery. What? And I think the last guest mentioned the cost for one elective surgery. Uh, ironically enough, in the military, you can actually get a boob job or a dick in enlargement if you can show that it's for mental health anguish that you're experiencing that is a elective surgery that you're allowed to get but can you get dicks on your nipples so you have nipple dicks I have never requested that just nipple dicks why not two for one you got it you know you got it two birds with one stone all right uh i've got a question <laughs> Uh, it's from Art Mr. Kitten. He says, how do you respond to Tradcon saying the only reason you exist is that generations of men and women before you reproduced and now you are ending the genes forever? Oh, yeah, that's that's the standard trip. So, um, you know, those generations had authority over their wives and families and cucks like you are the reason why we don't. So why don't you fix your shit? Because there's this article from it's from like nationalist.com, like obviously a very a nationalist website or something. And this guy's uh, wrote this article talking about MGTOW must be stopped. And he's basically that same argument. Oh, they're not having kids, and oh, the white race, everything. It's like blaming MGTOW for the low fertility rate. Like idiot, MGTOW didn't cause the low fertility rate. <laughs> the women did. Stop blaming MGTOW because you fucking don't want to check your own women. Like these right. fucking idiots. Uh, so, sorry. I get a little passionate, sorry. is all. Yeah. No, whatever. It's all good. Uh, I want to ask this question of the guest. It's from uh, Crispy Pie, uh, Pie Kid. He says, How high is his SMV and his girlfriend's SMV? Well, now that I've actually got back to working out heavily, back i'm probably a seven she's maybe an eight at best actually no she's gained weight so she's probably dropped down to a six and a half okay okay so i would say probably about a four four and a half because you're being generous <laughs> yeah no, he's no, got... i'm actually being serious like because she actually is a cool person i'm saying gain weight i'm not saying yeah. she, she's, oh, she's a cool person no. she's cool yeah she's a cool yeah, person. She's, she's, cool. Person. <laughs> she's totally cool uh, all the guys love her yeah. right she's fun she goes out and she's drinks. fun she actually she, she cuddles she's she, 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 she sucks your dick she spit roasts you know, she goes to all she she takes one in the mouth she swallows she's you know she's really cool We understand you had feelings for this chick, but the thing is, is that oh, she yeah, had no, you going. Can, she's a complete narcissist, yeah, and she's like a super slut, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know about super slut. I probably slut. agree with you on the fact that she's a narcissist, and then all the red flags that you. I mean, know, she's a, she's a cheater. Point out this and that. Yeah. Someone in yeah. the chat says, um, "Wow, cuck uh, logic." Yeah, like uh, this yeah. is. Didn't we're gonna say it's a fun cuck story. I know you love them. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, it, it's fun if you've snapped out of it, but it sounds like you're still like giving her the benefit giving of the her. doubt, and you're still kind of I don't know about pining for, her, but you know you're like, oh, she's cool, you know, she's blah, 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 like, 
No, she's not cool. No, she was fucking multiple people behind your back. No, no, I'm saying you. They were asking about sexual marketplace value. You don't actually take into consideration cheating unless you knew about it, or you know about it. I'm saying as a objective individual, if you're on the outside and you meet her, you would think that she's at least a six and a half because she would be fun. She would go to the bar with you and play pool. I know that's a bad analogy, but you get the idea that you would enjoy. Okay. Uh, I guess. I guess. I never would like I I had a I had a girlfriend like oh I had a girlfriend like oh. uh, feeding the cat I feed, I can hear an echo Wait, I can hear an echo oh my my bad un, un, undo whatever you did undo whatever you did okay testing all right no I had a girlfriend once who was like a serial cheater and she was cool as shit she, she was like trans before trans was a thing like she wore men's clothes. Uh, she didn't wear makeup. If it wasn't for her long hair and her tits, you wouldn't really know she was a girl. And she was super cool, but she couldn't stay loyal to save her life. But I never had feelings for her. We were basically friends with benefits. Because I knew better. Like, I, we dated, she cheated on me, that was it. We stayed friends because she was cool. But I never, like, pined for her or gave her any second chances. I think in the grand scheme of things, it's not... At this point in time, it's long past pining. It's an open wound, though. The wound has not fully closed. That's uh, as my roommate even put it. Like at times, he'll say, when all of a sudden the emotional turmoil comes back, "Hey, I still see that you're in pain." So I guess mm. it's not pining for. It's just it's still like, ah, oh, God, it still bothers me. Mm, okay, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. It just takes time. I know. Yeah. They're just, okay. They're, uh, they're so truck car. Do you have anything else to add before we move on? Well, I'm actually starting to, like I said, my goal is to get self-actualized. Screw relationships. Okay. Obviously, I've said that long ago, and well, I'm not actually doing anything beyond. So, okay, you're around, you're confused. Actually... Hold on, you're confusing two things. You don't need the the red pill grief cycle is one thing. Have you watched my Zen of Zero Fucks Given? Yes, I have. Okay, that sounds like something... That's what you need more. You need to stop giving a shit. That's your problem. Being self-actualized, that's 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 a whole other thing. Like, if you're still hurting, and you're still... I wouldn't say white knighting, but you have, like, too many positive things to say about someone who, who was fucking other men behind your back. Uh, you need to stop giving a shit. Stop, stop giving a shit. Stop. And, damn it, cat. Fix your shit. Keep going. No, that's all. Zen of Zero Fucks Given. Um, the uh, the self-actualization will come, but that's actually a different process. Because if you, the Red Pill Grief Cycle and the Zen of Zero Fucks Given, they're completely different mindsets. You, you can have one without the other. They're not necessarily the same thing. They do go well together. They're like peanut butter and jelly, but they're not the same thing. And what I was going to say is I'm actually thinking of starting my own little series about me going through my journey like obviously it's going to be i'm thinking it would be a good therapy like a better term where yeah hey, this is this trip, that's cool hey this is this project i'm working on and the success whether or not it fails or not yeah i know a lot of guys like terrence pop so he started his journey with me yes terrence pop does start he started his channel as more of a therapy for himself he, he wasn't necessarily trying exactly. to help other i mean obviously you want to help other people kind of tangentially to yourself but his primary focus was just to like kind of just talk things out himself and since men aren't allowed to have uh, to talk you know like 
none of the traditional services like from a therapist or anything are there for men so you know youtube is like the closest thing we have we just have to like reach out to the internet so you do what you got to do man the manosphere is your friend well it, it just don't take things too personally when they call you a cuck Oh no, that's why I've been expecting you guys to start asking me questions about me. How many people has she been fucking along with? Well, yeah, well, yeah we, 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 we did that. shit on me recently. Yeah, how, how high were you up at video poker that night? Well, I guess my whole thing I is... I honestly don't it, know why... Go ahead. Yeah, my whole thing is, is, it, is, I wasn't trying to say that to harass you. I was trying to say it as a learning experience for some of the other guys that are listening to the show. Because, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing is, is that, you know, all these women go out there and they do this. They cheat on their significant others. And they try to hide it and they go, oh, well, we were, you know, you have to yeah. accept my friend Ted because Ted and I have been friends before we got together with you. And I'm not going to give up my friendship. That's code for I'm going to still fuck people behind your back. Now, Absolutely. the sad part about it is... Yeah, and now the sad part about this is is that not only is she fucking Ted, she's fucking you, and she's probably lying to Ted about who you are, and she's lying to you about him. And then on top of that, she's going to be fucking other people, too. You see this a lot with bipolar women, and it's just, it's ridiculous. And I mean, the th I mean, in your brief story, you told us that there was at least three guys that you knew of that she was probably fucking. Well, the worst part is they were all my friends, and that's the whole point. Where no, uh, they, they, except for no, two of them they were, were my they, friends. They were her friends, and like they were my friends first, and that's the point where I'm saying oh, like, uh, well, yeah, they were they were they were but they were friends until she fucked them. Exactly, and then they that's what I'm saying. When he, the other guy, Nick, is completely blue pill, and he, you know I can talk about this shit all day, but he's on getting remarried. Well, he already actually did, and that was the whole point where he chose to not hold her to any standard for lying to me to lying to him. Well, and no, because because she had, ruined. but she had the power. You have to understand that this, and this is something that a lot of guys need to pay attention to. She had the power in that relationship with the people she was fucking, and she, what she was trying to do was to isolate you to control you. And the way she was doing it is, anytime you had somebody close to you, she'd go out of her way to seduce them. Once she fucked them and destroyed the trust in the relationship, then they would exit stage left. So now you have a bunch of guys that were in your life who you thought may have been, you know, uh, brothers. And she destroyed that trust between you and them in an effort to isolate you. So the reason you're the reason you're pining away, yeah, and the reason you're pining away for this, the reason that you're feeling so broken over this thing, isn't necessarily because you're a cuck. It's because she is a complete and utter narcissist. She was trying to control you. She was trying to manipulate you, and she was trying to use you. And she got into your head, and she got into your heart. Yeah, it, I would, it does suck. Well, I appreciate you, gentlemen, listening to my story. Yeah, don't don't be friends with people who fuck your girlfriend. That's right. usually a good rule of thumb. Why not? Uh, well, that's the whole point. Like with with uh, Tom, when we both found out about each other, like I stepped back, like okay, this is pretty fucked up. But when I actually came clean to him, we got rid of her, and now we are trusting. Okay, well, and it's we actually did form that. Why, why don't you find friends that haven't fucked her? Why? Why? Why do? No, this, this is it. Just is it so hard? 
But is it so hard to find guys who haven't fucked her? Or like, do you live in a like, small town where everybody's no. fucked this chick? No. You can't. You can't find friends that haven't fucked her because it seems like all your friends have. And like, yeah, you 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 form like these bonds with guys who haven't recently or or whatever. It's just weird. Like, make new friends who haven't fucked your ex, and just start Tom a new life. Tom was with the girl. He was the one deployed, and I was fucking his girl while he was deployed and when we got back that's what i'm saying when he got back and we found out about each other we got rid of her that's we became friends through that methodology uh nick and my girlfriend yeah those guys are all pretty much out of my life now okay all right well fuck man don't if you're in the military don't date women in the military these fucking they're they're, they're all sluts these women who they're looking for soldier boys because they get steady income. That's all they're doing. They're just looking for someone with steady income and military makes steady income. Very predictable pay. That's all it's about. Okay, so on that note, um, Truck Car, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you on. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, take care. Sweet. All right, take care. See you. Take care, man. Good luck to you. Okay. I should have started drinking for that one. I told you. <laughs> I try not to drink during the show. I start slurring my words and getting tired. I put um, I put a uh, straw poll. Uh, okay. In the chat, saying, "Do you prefer cat drunk or sober?" Overwhelming. Drunk. A lot of people. Drunk. Yeah. Drunk. 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 Cat. Just add a little vodka they to prefer, your saucer. They, they prefer, yeah, they prefer drunk cat. Well, yeah, you're too you're too uh, uptight when you're sober. Right, so cat you're, lives matter. You're angry when you're sober. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm guys, guys, angry. guys in the Twitch, is Cat more angry? Is he less patient when he's sober? Let's see what we get from the from the Twitch chat. Drunk yeah, cat. Say, <laughs> we did drunk say, cat uh, fund. <laughs> They were saying that uh, I read better when I'm drunk. You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I find that amusing. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's get through some of these. Well, let's finish up these questions and then we can end the show. Uh, one second. Ask to mouth to cuck says, with the white knight cuck reaction by the conservatives to the banning of Lauren Southern from Patreon be an example of O'Sullivan's law in action. Um, what, what do you mean their reaction? Like, when yeah, I know Patreon like deleted her account. What was their white knight reaction? I think they white knighted her. Well, sure, much. but she I mean, they behind her and said, "Oh, poor, poor Lauren Southern." Well, it was kind of shitty because clearly, um, she wasn't breaking their terms of service. Like, they. She is identified with the the right media, the right alternative media, and it is war against the alternative media because they know that it was the alternative media that got Trump elected, and they fucking fuck these piranhas. Uh, they're trying to they're trying to shut down the, the alternative media. So first they did the whole apocalypse, the restricted mode. Well, th a lot of these YouTubers haven't quit. So now they're taking away their Patreon. They're, they're, and people have, you know, they're, they're calling it. 
Now the good thing is, is people are starting to come up with alternatives to Patreon. Uh, it, there wasn't a need for one before, but now people are like, well, fuck, Patreon's gonna pull this shit, then we need to come up with a different platform. So Patreon's kind of fucking themselves. They didn't, this is an unforced error. Because there, nobody was even thinking about an alternative to Patreon until now. And now they fucked themselves. Now there's probably going to be a rival to Patreon in the next couple weeks or months. And they're going to lose that market share. And they did it to themselves. I don't really see any white knighting, you know, outside of the usual. Now, obviously, guys are, you know, they worship these alt-right women. Because they're, they're, they're the Nuwaltz. They're so, they're so beautiful. But yeah, that's just uh, standard. Right. Next question from Ironslayer PVM. He says, Australia now has a de facto by distance relationships where you can be casual partners and not even live with the girl. Mm -hmm. And you are considered a married couple. Yep. TFM has also done a 420 segment about a lawyer in the US suggesting to implement this in America. When do you see this being implemented in the US and warning message would you have for the common man who will be totally unaware of this? Yeah, obviously as the welfare state gets, because all of this is to spare women from the welfare state because the welfare state can't support all these single mothers. It's already going bankrupt. So they need to find a man and force them to pay for everything. That's the issue. So don't be that man. And they're, they're going to, it's going to, fucking piranhas. They come out of nowhere. You can't even react to them. Women. Uh, yeah, right? But they're gonna, they won't be satisfied, and the laws are gonna keep getting worse because their goal is they need to find men to take care of these women because they don't want them to just go on welfare. So, the, the best thing you can do is you know, you have to unfortunately, you're gonna have to go monk to protect yourself, you, you won't even be able to date. And what they're gonna do is they're probably in, in addition to making the laws so shitty that if you just date a woman, you're now officially married. They're probably going to also ban porn, sex robots, sex dolls, ban everything. You're not allowed to have alternatives to women. And if you if you give in to your urges and date a woman, uh, you're married and the state's going to take all your money and enslave you. Like, they're going to get very desperate. Now, my standard is once going MGTOW is no longer enough, like when a woman can just point her finger at me, and say, oh, that's the father of my child, and they're just gonna throw me in jail and take all my money to take care of some kid, and even if I'm like, he's not my kid, I never even met this woman, like, oh, well, you know, she said it's yours, and well, no, you can't have a DNA test, uh, yeah, you just have to give us all your money, or go to jail. Once it gets to that point, it's go time. That's that's when uh, Operation Mayhem, was Project Mayhem goes into full effect. Operation Hockey Mask. Well, um, just to keep with the Fight Club analogies, uh, right. Project Mayhem. Sure. Uh, we're just on this. It's it's game on. Right. They want they want a war. They they got it. I'm I'm perfectly content to just wait things out, wait for things to naturally progress. But if they want if they want shit to go down, then shit's gonna go down. And we're gonna see who, okay. what happens. Next question is from Blood and Iron uh, 1896. He says, Would you date an independent black woman? No. no. Next question. 
Did you, Jay? Did you, Jay? Did you, Jay? You would go there, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> nope. Right. And don't get me wrong. There's some there's some hot black women out there. When I was blue pilled, I was like, yeah, that's cool. But feminism hit the black community first. So right. Yeah, they're 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 they're. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. And the ones that are fairly decent looking are the most entitled, narcissistic ones. Whores. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. the worst. Like, the ones that are fat with fucking, like, they've injected, like, actual cock. I'm not talking C O C K cock, but C H A U L K, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Or like how you spell it. Yeah. Like, like they, they get, yeah, wall cock. They, they go to get their ass you know, enhanced, they have someone inject fucking cock, silicone cock into their butt cheeks. And like, there's been people who've died from it because obviously these women, they, they don't have any fucking insurance or two pennies to rub together, but they go to some fucking, you know, Craigslist surgeon who injects cock into their ass to make their, their ass big because they want to look good for the club. And right. fucking insane. They're fucking insane. Just yeah. no, no good can come from that it is it's a fucking horror show it's cancer all right next question from that question okay right uh, next question from rayo carito one he says have you guys heard the recent supreme court ruling that jeff chafin uh, wondering you, your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah. Jeff I don't Chief. know who he is. Nope. No clue. You're going to have to give some specifics there, buddy. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Tardowden23456 says, For TFM, what do you think about the red pill being generalized and just throwing around the red pill as a trend? What's your thoughts on this and how... Can well, it be resolved? No, no. The red pill isn't owned by MGTOW or MRAs or PUAs. It was. It's basically the acceptance of the ugly truth. You know, like when Morpheus offered Neo the red pill or the blue pill, the blue pill was the, the, the pretty lie. To turn away from the truth and then go for the pretty lie. And the, the, the red pill was the ugly truth. So... You know, MGTOW don't own the red pill. Anybody who can accept an ugly truth. And, you know, people are using the red pill for a lot of different things. It's really more... It's, it's kind of outgrown the manosphere. It's taken on a life of its own. So, it's fine. When you say the red pill, I think most people understand what you're talking about. And so, you're just going to have to have a, a follow-on conversation. They're not going to think, oh, red pill, oh, you must be part of the manosphere. Whatever, it's fine. I mean, it's not—it's not like right. MGTOW created it. We don't have a patent on the red pill. We stole it from the Matrix. Sweet, right? Uh, Blade Knife says in the chat, "Cat, your reading ability sucks." I'm just gonna say, all of this is being read verbatim. So if you've got a problem with my reading skills, maybe you but should, when you're uh, drunk, when you're drunk, you usually can interpret people's bad writing better yeah. because you, you got yeah. that like the drunk superpowers where you can like understand right. people yeah. who I don't, don't have know. that tonight guys I they can't English yeah and yes I do get frustrated when 
you know, people can't spell shit and I'm just like trying to interpret it and I'm not drunk. Yeah. So, so you know what you have to do next show. Gotta hit, <sighs> hit the sauce. And don't pass and don't pass out at your computer. Yeah, that was the yeah. yeah that's that was, you, we gotta find that sweet spot. I listen, I did not pass out at the damn computer, <laughs> you muppets. God damn it. He must, you, you guys want me dead, don't you? You want me running What's around in the rain. Dead? Trying to trying to turn on power, trying to get me electrocuted. Yeah, but anyway, where where did that come from? We don't know. Listen, there's some sober bullshit going on. Yeah, right. So you're being you're like delusional when you're sober. We need like a nine one one to deliver you alcohol. Yeah, this is emergency. Anyway, next question from Market Share two thousand and eight. Ask TFM if he ever thought about a TFM clothing line to make extra money or coffee mugs to make extra money through something like Zazzle. Yeah, all you gotta do is scroll down and there's a thing called TFM's Monkey Merch. And there's t-shirts and coffee mugs. So your your wish has been granted. Just Everybody should buy three of them. Yeah, just scroll down. I even and actually I design and come up with the shirts. There's some designs where I just have them because they have monkeys on them. But there's this one that I'm really proud of, called Massage Genius, and there's like a fist. Um, <laughs> and nice. then there's uh, one that says I support breast cancer, and there's like a pink ribbon. So, <laughs> so if you if you wear that shirt, most people are gonna be like, oh, good for you, you support breast. And they're gonna think about it later, like. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's saying he supports breast cancer. <laughs> Actually, uh, um, Peanut Yoda sent me a, uh, a a pic on Twitter of him wearing that shirt. So he actually ordered the I support breast cancer shirt. That's awesome. So, yeah, those are fun. And I have one of, it's a camouflage shirt. And it says, if you stand really still, the feminist will sniff you and go away. Nice. So, yeah, good times. But yeah, just scroll down. My merch store is right below the Twitch. There's also my Patreon and sell, PayPal. You, but you don't sell Super Male Vitality, do you? I don't. And you know what I'm thinking about doing? Kind of like Steven Crowder. I'm thinking about starting the Hobbit Torso Club. There you go. Where you get like a special branded Hobbit Torso if you support the channel. And then so like I'll, I'll, I'll be drinking out of it. Like I'll like put something in the vagina and like with you a You need straw. a Hobbit Torso t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I need like a funny thing to say on it though. Can't just be like a fucking disembodied hobbit torso. Hobbit can torso it? lives matter. I don't know. I have to. It has to be like a Lord of the Rings reference. Right. One torso to rule them all. That's too obvious. I'd have to. I have to think about it. Okay. Right, guys. Next question from Market Share 2008 for DDJ before the show ends is. His book and audiobook yet? And if yes, where can we buy the audiobook? Well, I am no, sh I have no shame when it comes to shilling, um, as you guys have already figured out. Uh, the audiobook is in process; it is not out yet. But once it comes out, uh, we will make an announcement on the TFM show. Yep. Okay. And it's a legit audiobook from an actual voice actor. It's yeah. not. It's not like just DDJ talking into a microphone. And it's close to coming out. I, I will say this. It's close to being done. So um, once it's done, we'll upload it to Audible and figure it out from there. Okay. <clears throat> um, 
question from the elite elite. He says, why does TFM always play games he's not good at? Play something easier. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. I'm not just playing a game. I'm also hosting a talk show. I'm hosting a talk show. I'm I'm multitasking. It's actually I'm I'm pretty impressed. Like try let's this is why they say you shouldn't host a talk show and play video games at the same time. I heard, I read that somewhere, but I I'm a rebel. I play by my own rules. Okay. So, it, when I'm not hosting a fucking talk show, I'm actually pretty good at video games. But for some reason when my focus is being split, it, it, you know, your performance suffers. It's why you shouldn't text and drive. Dance, monkey, dance. No. That's it. Not your grinder. All right. <laughs> so, so, so Cat needs to be drunk. I need to not be drunk. And TFM needs to play video games. I, well, yeah. well, I play video games. I I mean, whatever. It's not well. This, well, this is a Super NES game. This is back when games were fucking meant to be hard. <laughs> And, and you've only got like three or four lives and some shit in it. Well, no, because I, I, I farmed. <laughs> I went back to the beginning and farmed 50 lives. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. All right, so next question. Right. Oh, by the way, TFM, do you drink? Uh, not when I'm on the air. Uh, obviously not. I'm, just, I'm talking about in general. Well, yeah, you got to drink to stay alive. Uh, alcohol, my Oh, pet. sometimes. Cool. More of a banana does daiquiri wanna, person. Does, does anyone does 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 anyone want TFM to be drunk on one of these uh, streams? I, I was like, I was tired drunk. That that one we did that six hour stream. Yeah, but that's not that's not the same. I'm, it, I'm talking it, about like mm, shit faced. No, but tired drunk counts. No, oh, so you're saying we should all like do a, a drunk stream? Yeah. Stream? <laughs> yeah. I Jesus. think so. See, look, people, look, look at the chat. Look, I knew it. The chat is going crazy. No, they no. want it. <laughs> no. They'll shut the channel down. I, I can't. Like, <laughs> you know, what, you know what I was thinking of doing though. What I thought about. Okay, so, uh, you know how we did the the debates with the MRA and the libertarian guy. You could be drunk was, for those. No, I was thinking. No, I was thinking of like. There's this. There's this channel called Hot Pepper Gaming. I was thinking okay. about debating a feminist while playing a video game and eating habanero peppers at the same time. <laughs> Nice. So just to, just to give myself a handicap. Okay, right. Next question. Uh, it's from Blood and Iron, eighteen ninety six. He says, "If the U.S. declared bankruptcy, would the U.S. live on, but suffer severe social unrest that would cause a revolution like in France?" Uh, I mean, yeah, the government. The debt really doesn't mean anything because it's it's owed mostly to the uh, to the Fed, and the Fed is the government. So that debt is just going to go away. Now the debt it, the the problem is the debt it owes other nations. They're not just going to say they're not just going to take no for an answer. I and mean, this is why wars are fought. So countries are going to be who basically we owe billions or trillions to. They're going to be like, uh, give me my money, bitch, and they're going to be like, uh, no, and. You know, the, the, it's like that's how that's how wars happen. So you know, the United States could live on, but it kind of dependent on whether um, other countries don't want to go to war over the money we owe them. Okay. <clears throat> uh, next question. 
Uh, one second. Pooty man, I, I, I've answered one of your questions. If you sent me another one, it probably didn't get answered because uh, you probably sent it to me privately. Anyway, what are your yeah. thoughts on John Oliver wrecking Alex Jones and Dr. Group? What? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't. Dr. Jones? What? Alex Jones? Alex, Alex Jones. I, I don't watch Alex Jones. That's what Jones. I said. Wrecking Alex Jones and Dr. Group. Wrecking Dr. Alex Jones yeah, and Dr. Still... Group. Sure. The fuck? I have no idea what you're talking about. You Super need more alcohol. Yeah, you've been taking no, too I much just, super male I just, vitality. I just, I just I just asked the question, what are your thoughts on John John Oliver wrecking Alex Jones and Dr. Group? I don't know uh, I don't know who I, I don't know John Oliver. John, is, so. John Oliver, isn't he that guy in the fucking Comedy Central? Yeah, John Oliver's a cuck. Yeah, like he's He's funny sometimes, but like ever since they like turned into like the whole hardcore SJW show, his show has turned to dog shit. I don't watch John Oliver or Alex Jones, so those are my thoughts on Alex Jones and John Oliver. Yeah. So there you go. I hope it okay. is good for you. Right. Uh, two more questions, and I think we're done. Has it been three hours already? Yeah. Yes, sir. Man. Went quick. I'm not going to do a five-hour show again? No, we're not. Oh. All right. Dude, <laughs> we got through three guests. All right, guests. sober cat. I was sober. Yeah, this is what happens when you I'm ask for sober cat. Well, you didn't ask for it. You didn't no. use it. <laughs> no. So nobody, nobody requests sober cat. must be drunk. Yeah. Yeah, just... nobody. Well, there was this one guy that did. So no, he is. He is. Him, so the cat, and they can he they can all know. get him. There you he go. Know what he wants. Anyway, there you go. Next, uh, next question from Blood and Iron, eighteen ninety six. Oh no, no, we've had that one. Sorry. Stop posting the same question. It's been asked already. Anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, it's from Mad Scientist Kazen. He says, "Would drinking improve TFM's gaming skills?" No. Nope. <laughs> nope. You get, no, what you get what you sure. get. I'm hosting a fucking talk show. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, market. Uh, final question from Market Share. Do you see Tom Likas uh, playing video games? No. You see no. fucking uh, Stefan Molyneux playing video games? No. I'm like, I'm I'm juggling like all this shit for you. Are you not entertained? Oh. Yeah. Anyway, next, question. next question. Next question uh, is from MarketShare2008. He says, does TFM support men going into the military or only join the military for those who have limit options in life I'm, I guessing, he said, I'm guessing he said limited um i support people joining the military like what obviously the military is more appealing to people who um either i mean i joined the military right after 9 11 so i did it for different reasons but most people, they think about joining the military because for the free college, like they don't have a scholarship. So they join the military because they, they don't want the student loans. That's, that doesn't mean they're like losers or anything like that. They're actually pretty smart because I got multiple degrees without a single dollar student loan debt. 
So you could say, oh, you were just a loser, didn't have anything better going on in life. Like, actually, I did things smart because I'd much rather do it my way than have all this uh, student loan debt to worry about. I think everybody should be in the military. Well, some people have disabilities and they can't. So I, I can appreciate well, yeah. that. I mean, obviously, right, right. I mean, I, I get that. But I'm saying, like, if you're healthy, I think that, that every American should do at least two years in the military after high school. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot Israel and a lot of small countries that have uh, a lot of wars. That's the standard. I mean, and yeah, I mean, for most of Western civilization, you had like you, the whole militia, like in, in the United States, there was an expectation that you were going to, you know, train to go into the military. Right. So you served in the militia or whatever. Well, I just think that a lot of this SJW feminist bullshit would go away if more people were in the military because no. they, they don't well, know how reality will. No, because I think it's just genetic. Um, those people, the, the weak people, just have to be weeded out. It's not really like right. all these, these weak people just need you know uh, they need to go to boot camp and that'll straighten them out. I'm like no, because I've I was when I was in the military there were a lot of weak pussy men who who joined the military and they just got kicked out. They couldn't hack it. Well. You can send them to jump school, and then That's, you know, right? And then load sabotage their, their parachute. Yeah, put the instead of parachute, they can have feminism. Right, they can load their parachute full of gynocentrism. Right. See how that works. No, it just it, unfortunately, when you have peace, which is good. I mean, peace is a good thing, but there's a downside: is when you have peace and prosperity, people who would normally be weeded out become the majority over time. And then you have a problem. But what are you going to do? Okay. All, right. All right, we have last question. Right. question. No, that's that's it. I mean, well, there's a couple more questions, but I'm not uh, gonna we, we still got five more minutes before three hours. It's only two fifty-five. Okay, so uh, one second. Let me just scroll up. Question from Pearl Rider Seven. He says, "Do you think we should have a society like Starship Troopers, where only military veterans can vote?" Uh, I'm willing to compromise. So, if you can't serve in the military because you have a disability, then um, you can still be a net taxpayer, and you can vote for a congressman. But if you are not a net, if you don't serve in the military, you shouldn't be able to vote for president. So if military veterans vote for president, um, but net taxpayers vote for congressmen. Now, if you're both, if you pay net taxes and you're a veteran, you get to vote for both. If you're neither, you vote for neither. So if you are a military veteran that's disabled and you're on a pension, you can vote for the president, but because you're not a net taxpayer, you do not get to vote for the congressman. And if you're a conscientious objector who doesn't want to serve in the military, but you pay a net tax, you can vote for congressman, but not for president. So there's actually a natural check and balance because the Congress controls spending. So, you know, whatever. The, the, it's all about responsibility. The people who serve the military have demonstrated responsibility for the nation. So that's why the, the president and all that. But the, uh, the taxpayers, they've demonstrated responsibility for paying the taxes. So they're going to actually be better stewards of the budget of the government because it's their money. So I just, I, and I think that's a good compromise. So you don't have to serve in the military, but if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to vote for the president, you do. But you, you could still vote for the congressman. 
even if you're not a net taxpayer. Or you can vote for the congressman if you're not a veteran. So I think it's a good compromise, personally. Okay. Uh, next question from T03SQ. He says, TFM, were you ever a leftist slash socialist when you were younger? What or who did you get your views from? Did I ever elect a socialist? If, did you not hear me, dude? No, I didn't. <laughs> I said, were you ever, I said, TF, the question reads, TFM, were you ever a leftist slash oh, no. socialist? No. Okay, cool. Nope. Uh, I've, I've been apolitical most of my life. And when it came down to politics, I actually looked into it. And by that point, I already kind of knew enough about economics to know that liberalism and doesn't work. So I've, I've never been a leftist. Most people who are leftist earlier in life, it's because they just do what their friends... Th this is why the left targets kids and colleges is because they realize most most kids don't form their own ideas they look at what their peers are doing and copy them so that's why they know if they can get the college kids they'll get if they can get like the a lot of these college kids to become their acolytes they'll get a huge swath of the youth because most kids just follow what their peers do and don't even think about why they believe what they believe but i actually thoughtfully consider my beliefs i don't just go along with i don't just absorb because people ask me like what books have i read how did i come up with these these things i believe well i thought about it and came up with my beliefs based on what i learned and, and the facts i don't have to read a book to learn what I believe. I just think about it and in lieu of, you know, I'm not saying I have all the information. Sometimes there can I, there there can be some facts that I don't have. But when I have when I think until I learn some contrary information, whatever facts I have, that's what I go on. So, okay. Um final question and then we can uh close off the show. It's from Man 78 He says, TFM, what do you think of these quote-unquote former MGTOW who accuse MGTOW of being cult-like and shaming men who have optimism about women? I I actually don't think they're former MGTOW. I think they're full of shit. I think they're... Because I've seen people in my comment section. So they'll be like, uh, oh, you know, MGTOW used to be about this, and uh, yeah, you, your channel is all blah, 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 blah. And uh, I don't know, MGTOW's gotten too extreme. And I'll see that same person in the, uh, the same comment section of the same video talking to a different person uh, saying like, oh, this person no, this person's not a pussy like MGTOW and he, he, you know, he didn't give up. Like, There's this one guy who got like uh, married and divorced numerous times and got divorce raped and this guy was praising him because he wasn't a quitter like MGTOW. But then another co another comment, he's talking about how he's like former MGTOW and MGTOW's just gotten too extreme. So with these, these are tradcon fucking concern trolls coming into a comment section pretending to be MGTOW. They're not. They're full of shit. They're, they're playing a game. They're just trying to infiltrate MGTOW because they are legit scared. Like I was talking about that nationalist article where th these nationalists are blaming MGTOW for the fertility rate because they're such gynocentric cucks. They can't look at their own women and hold them responsible for their own behavior. They want to go to war with Islam. They want to go to war with MGTOW. They want to blame everyone else other than the women. 
So fuck them. And so they come in, like, wonder, like, why don't they just leave MGTOW alone? Don't they have better things to do? In their mind, they don't. Because MGTOW is the problem in their mind. Because they can't possibly, can't possibly be their women's fault. It can't possibly, like, the, the answer can't be to hold their women accountable. So they have to come up with a boogeyman. So it's either Islam, or it's the Jews, or it's MGTOW, or it's somebody. So they they think they're doing the right thing. They think they're fighting for the future of the white race, or who fucking knows. But they're full of shit. They're not former MGTOW. They're just full of shit, concerned troll trad cons. So yeah, I actually read my comments. Fucking idiots. The same guy, two different comment threads with completely different personalities like you think I, I won't I won't find that shit out I know a lot of people don't read their comments <laughs> people some some youtubers don't read their comments so they wouldn't they wouldn't know but unfortunately for them I actually read my comments so I caught on to that shit like as soon as this started happening gotta love these cucks and the thing about it is is like MGTOW doesn't like like we don't protest we're not a political organization right. they're not a club it's just a philosophy but well, you know but it's terrified it's, of it because it, it's growing Right, and the thing is, they're looking at MGTOW is is a response. Right, like it, it, the reason why MGTOW exists is because men are being fucked over so hard by feminism and gynocentrism, and so to blame MGTOW is like, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't even know. It's like having a disease and blaming the symptom instead of you know curing the disease. Well, you, actually, right. you know what it's like? Here's I've got a good example. So imagine a morbidly obese guy comes into the doctor because he has insomnia. And the, and the doctor's like, you know, you're like 400 pounds. You need to lose weight and, you know, you're going to die. And like, I, I just, the problem's my insomnia, doctor. Why are you talking about my weight? I don't care. I didn't come here to talk about my weight. I, I have a problem with insomnia. But the insomnia is being caused by the obesity, which is the real problem. MGTOW, if you really want to get rid of MGTOW, you have to... Stop being a gynocentric cuck and hold your women accountable. That's the problem. MGTOW is just a symptom. We are the insomnia caused by the obesity. And so blaming the insomnia and ignoring the obesity is fucking retarded. It's not actually going to solve anything. It's a complete waste of time. So there you go. I guess okay. that was it. See if I can get to this level. Can I, can I do it? No, you can't. Don't, man, you know, you gotta, well, I did. So fuck you, cat. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. I, I think that's it. Uh, we pretty much finished it on yep. three hours. So. Three hours. Well, three hours and some change, but pretty close. Close enough for government work. There you go. All right. All right. Well, hope you guys had fun. We'll see you next week on the Turfling Monkey Show.